Hey, hey, it's Char. And it's Jace. And our 100th episode live show is coming up on Sunday, June 17th at the Downtown Independent Theater from 4 to 7 p.m. in downtown Los Angeles. A hundred whole ass episodes. Yes. So make sure you guys get your tickets at kat100.eventbrite.com. Gen Pop goes for 10 bucks, but the VIP goes for $20. You get a gift bag, you get priority seating, you get priority questions, and a complimentary glass of vino as you walk in the door. And that's either red or white. You can choose whichever kind of wine you want. Come on, variety. <laughs> Again, guys, that's kat100.eventbrite.com. Get your tickets. We have an awesome panel, awesome conversation, and awesome surprises. You do not want to miss this one. I guarantee it. See you there. Hey friends, it's Jace. Oh yes, it's Char. And you're tuned in to Kiss and Tell Radio. Hello, can you hear me? Jace, why do you insist on singing? Because I'm a fucking singer. Hey Char. Is, is that what we're calling it? Keep saying it. I'm going to keep saying it. Hope. Affirmation. Because you certainly won't be convincing me or anybody else. They love me. Hi, Jace. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Char? You know what? Today's been a good day. But before I even dive into that, I want to introduce our guest. We have a very, 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 very special guest all the way from the East Coast, the NYC. We have one third. Well, he, haha, he is one third of the Friend Zone podcast. And I'm not talking Dustin. Ladies and gentlemen and non-binaries, please welcome Asante. Hello. Ooh. Hello from the other side. <laughs> right. Because right. who in the hell Thank wants you. a musty brain? <laughs> okay, not I, on Asante, a weekly basis. welcome to Kiss and Tell Radio. Thank you for having me. This mm. is a long time coming. It is. It is. Asante actually wrote me, we talked on Instagram months ago, and he was like, I want to come on the show. I thought he was joking, but I invited him and he's here. Why were you joking That's about right. that? I don't know. Right, why would I do that? I don't know what episode it was. It might have been the controversial... Uh, the Mason episode? Oh, Lord. That went might viral? Yes. Why? What happened? Well, I got dragged on Twitter for half of a day. Really? <laughs> because Ooh. she hates men. I do Hated. not. Now she's... I well, do not. I've never hated men. I've I've really never hated men. Asante. I mean, niggas have issues, so it no, would be understandable do, if. You but did. she was just. I have never talked about men. past experiences and applying them to the future. It's which hard. It was a reroute of mental thinking. Well, listen. Before we hop into this damn show, to the trans women listening and trans men, I want to encourage you all to have your paperwork information. I have a praise report on today, after okay. months. Of going back and forth with the United States passport and agency. And paying to get expeditious and service. And paying <laughs> to get my my services expedited. Um, I got my passport Work. today. Ring Work. That bell, now, for those of you who have not been keeping <laughs> up, I was supposed to be in Cabo June 1st through the 4th. And I went on Monday, April 23rd. I had an appointment at the local post office on Monday, April 23rd at 9.30 a.m. To get my passport. Now, I've always prided myself. Everyone knows that listens to this damn show is that I had my paperwork information. So before I even popped a moan, all of my le legal stuff was name change, gender marker. I had all of that information. So I check, don't understand what the issue was. I don't owe child support. I don't have a criminal record. I'm not a felon. What is taking so long? I call them every week after the three week because, you know, to get expedited, you pay 60 extra dollars. Mm -hmm, it takes mm -hmm, two to three mm -hmm, weeks. Mm -hmm 
call them every week, sometimes twice a week. And they're like, it's still processing. It's still processing. It's still processing. So I ended up missing out on that goddamn trip on June 1st through the 4th. But I have my family reunion, which is a cruise coming up next week. That's already been paid for. Already been paid for. And I was like, listen, I can't miss out on this. I had to physically go up to the to the federal building in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. 11 something something Wilshire, Wilshire Boulevard. Right by UCLA. Right by UCLA. And I, they told me it would be ready Wednesday by 2 p.m. I went there this morning at 9.30. I had it in my hands by 9.36. Amen. Gender mm-hmm. marker, correct. Picture, Amen. sickening. Amen. Everything, mm-hmm. correct. I'm so happy. Asante, this has been such a trying experience for me. So I want to encourage, that's why I wanted to take this time to encourage people that are transitioning or that have transitioned to make sure that you have your paperwork information because nothing was wrong with my paperwork. I did everything that they asked me, asked of me. I had letters from my physician. Mm -hmm. I had official name changed, everything that they asked of me, my birth certificate. And still, it's going on two months. I went April 23rd. It's about to be June 23rd. Just taking a sweet ass time. That's a damn shame. I, I got my passport my in three hours, thank God. But because she liked me, I, I went to the federal building. I, I was about to say yeah. I want to encourage everyone to just go to the federal building. Yeah, don't even there, bother with the right post by office. UCLA because I went. I remember I had to go to China in like two weeks, um, and I just brought my. I printed out my itinerary, my plane tickets, and I was yeah. like, "Hey, I need this." I was, like maybe like a week. She said, go to lunch, come back. You know, have It's it. a shame that you even have to take those measures, though, that you have to print stuff out. And here's my itinerary. I'm really going mm-hmm. somewhere. I but was shocked. Anyway, enough about that. I just want to encourage you all to have your shit in order. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just in general. general. Just right. please. Okay. Today marks my four-year LA-versary. I'm really excited about Congratulations. that. Congratulations. Today. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, vocal. It's your LA versary. Oh, vocal, but I can't. Well, Asante, it's something about his pitch and tone that mm. uh, sounds really, really Whatever, nice. Whatever, You're just a bully. Uh, see? You see that? Uh, uh, don't throw out that buzzword. Don't throw out that buzzword right now. She's, she's complimenting me, so now I got to defend this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't sing, so anytime, you know, they're like, you're great, Asante. I hear what you're doing. Asante, you sounded nice. You must have, do you have a choir background? I, I do not. You know, heathen down. I can't but you help like, it. But you listen to Ooh. a lot of music. I know you're, you're the music I'm man. I'm the music man. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yes. Which means absolutely nothing, but you sounded better than Jace. <laughs> well. That does not make me I'm a bully. I'm still here, guys. That does not make me a bully. That's actual and factual. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Can't argue. Next. Wednesday was uh, Rumi and Sir Carter's birthday. They turned one. What a blessing. Gemini's twins. Mm-hmm. Gemini. You know what I found interesting is that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you find? <laughs> what, Char? <laughs> is that once upon a time, a girl group named Destiny's Child was appeared on Saturday Night Live. SNL, yes. I remember this. And they were in a skit. <laughs> And mm-hmm. the group that they were battling was named Gemini's Twin. And Beyonce then sat up here and had Gemini Twin Twins. Twin Gemini's. Amazing. Astounding. She really is Destiny's Child. Absolutely. <laughs> Just to take it a step further, I'm wearing an Outcast shirt. And you know, they're Equimini because one of them's an Aquarius and the other's a Gemini. Is that what it's called? An Equimini? Well, you know, one of their albums was called Equimini. I did not know I that. I didn't know that either. You never heard of Quimini? Big Boy I mean, was I listened to Outkast. I know a Spina Diffida and all of that song. You know what now? 
Oh, you took me to the uh, the clinic there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to insult the shots. ATL. What is it, an ATLian? ATLian, absolutely. I don't want to insult the ATLian on the show. I know out. I know the big boy in the Andre Three Thousand. Yes, as I know their music. I like the way you move. I like. Yeah, that's I like right. All of their music. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. You Do know you have one to... that you prefer over the other? No, I'm ride or die for both. You like them both. I, I'm one of those people that you know. If you give me a group, I'm gonna appreciate. Uh, all the aspects, right. absolutely. Are they still performing now, or I don't think so. No. I do, I do not believe so. They, solo, nothing. Solo, you know, they're doing their endeavors. Uh, you know, Andre still does like an appearance here or there on mm-hmm. music, but Big Boy, I've seen him like in movies. Like I think he's in that new Superfly movie, which I don't think I'm gonna see. Oh, Lil, was that with Lil? Ro- oh no, that's with the, no, that's the with guy the with hairstyle. the hairstyle. Were you about to say Lil Romeo? <laughs> no, I was gonna say Lil Rel. Oh, you know, I was gonna say- you know Lil Rel has yes. that movie coming out. He is having the, a season with the old people or something like that. What? Yes. I, I kind of saw the trailer half yeah, once. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. I don't know the mm. name of it, but uh huh. Speaking of movies, did anyone check out Ocean's Eight? I did see Ocean's did Eight. Did you like it? I did. I did. I thought it was cute. I think I thought they needed more challenge. It wasn't like the other Oceans, mm-hmm. but it definitely they they held their own. But I, I did expect a little bit more. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it, it was. Really? I felt like they didn't have a, they didn't face enough aversion. Right. So should I spend like, my money on it? No, it was good. Okay, but it was like I mean, moments. That I, I just was... paid to see Rihanna, and Rihanna pleased. So. Right, <laughs> she did. She she looked good, especially when she put on the dress. Yeah, I was like, I, work, I, Robin down the stairs, okay. right? Yeah, Whew. I haven't seen any of the other oceans. Really? No. Those are like my favorite movies back in the day. That is great that that's your critique then, because if you saw the other oceans, I think that you would probably feel the same. Really? Absolutely. The other oceans, I feel like they were really like more challenging. They were and so good. Yeah, like they were smarter. The way that they tied up a lot of the mm-hmm. loose ends. Did even. they have different writers for this one? Do you all know or something? I'm not sure. I don't. I have no idea. I liked it. The Incredibles is in theaters today. Oh, mm. I, I want to go see that. I need to go check it I'm out. I'm a real, I'm a huge child at heart, so any of those kitty movies, they will crack me up. And, and the there's black characters in there too. So I'm actually supposed to be seeing it on Saturday, but I will be at your show, Asante. Yes, June 16th. Yes. If you're listening to this on Friday, that means you have until tomorrow yes. to get your tickets. Go to thefriendzonelive.com. <laughs> you can come see me, my homeboy Dustin, and my homegirl friend, and we can sit up on stage, talk shit with you, and we also have a guest performance. So oh. come through. Yes, it oh, is going oh, to yes. be. Is this a special guest, like a secret? Did we get? Yes. I saw who it was. How did you see? Because I saw. Yeah, you know, if you follow us on social media, sometimes we release a little. I've met you and Dustin plenty of times. Yes. I have never met Fran, but we follow each other on Twitter, and I like her. I like her through the Twitter and through the podcast. Friend would love you. Friend loves everybody, but Friend would love you. I just met Maya, Shameless Maya, oh, yeah. two weeks Shout ago. Shout out to Maya. Yeah. Maya actually appears on one of the covers of the Friend Zone, and we were published somewhere for something. <laughs> oh. And it's like her picture's on it, too, so it looks like it's the four of us as a podcast. What? So I always say, Shout out Photoshop. To, right, I'm always like, Shout out to Maya, you know, the fourth <laughs> member of the Friend Zone. Because, you know, who better than Shameless? Come on, well, I can't member. wait to meet uh, Hey Friend Hey tomorrow. Yes, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be fun. I hope I don't cry because I. I like her. Don't cry. Um, <laughs> Don't cry. No, I really like me. some of her damn wellness tips. I've been like, mm-hmm. now listen. Like she got me together. I love that episode that you all did with the Yelp review just oh, two yes, weeks ago. Yeah. The Yelp review. That one was great because I I tweeted. I've fallen into that trap of of because I have been that girl. Like if I had discourse with Asante and someone asked me about Asante, I'd be like, no, because one he, star. He A B C and D and right. E and F instead of instead of acknowledging that my experience with mm-hmm. said person mm-hmm. might be different than your experience. Right. Yes. 
I've had full blown conversations with people with where I've like argued with them, uh-huh. but still been able to like respectfully be like, you know, give them their flowers. So yeah. like sometimes you can say somebody's stupid or they're an idiot, but you can't actually say that they're like an awful dancer or something like that. Right. Like mm-hmm. like you need to shut your ass up talking about what you're talking about because you ain't you dance. But then it's like, but they are a great dancer. They are great. So right. you know if that bitch got on the dance they floor, are great we had to battle. Right. Then you know I would lose. Yeah, and I think that's the thing with like with R. Kelly and like um R. Kelly. Well, he's a very talented artist, but people can't separate. Oh, you're talking about like the cognitive right. dissonance Right, like they it. can't mm. separate the talent from the actual percent they are. You know, Andrea Kelly was on Sister Circle TV on TV Shout One. Shout out to Sister Circle mm. down at ATL. Yes, Wednesday morning. Mm-hmm. And she broke down in tears, uh, reportedly talking about domestic abuse that she endured during her marriage with Robert. No surprise. Yeah, hey, I was about to say, I'm not shocked by that. <laughs> I'm not shocked nor moved, unfortunately. Like, Listen. I mean, I do feel bad for her because I feel like there are a lot of people that have been under that R. Kelly umbrella at some point or another that, mm-hmm. could, you know, could a not lot. do anything. So yeah. for her, I know reported she can get Reported and out. unreported. I mean, it's a, it's a mess just all over. But I see what you mean with the cognitive dissonance. Yeah. Did you all hear about Ariana Grande being engaged I to uh, Pete Davidson of SNL fame? Um... I mean, I don't care. I don't. But listen, listen, the only reason why I brought it up, because this is the kiss and tell. They got engaged in such a short period of time. And according to people, he paid ninety three thousand dollars for a three carat pear shaped ring. Damn. He got it like that. Work. I I guess them SNL checks are are good. Come on. Come on. But they both just had breakups like Ariana revealed the ring on June 2nd. Mm -hmm. And uh, they both, you know, she just broke up with what's the guy? What's the rapper she was dating? Mac Mac Miller. Yeah. And then he was dating someone. The the new Eminem. I don't I wouldn't call him that. Um, (laughs) But the, the point I'm trying to make is they both had breakups in May. And then they linked up in May, and, and now then, they're engaged. Right. And we're only, it's only June 15th. Maybe they've had like a secret friendship, Child. or maybe they like bonded through some sort of misery. What in the Kanye Kim is going on? Speaking of Kanye Kim, <laughs> this motherfucking town is so Kanye town. It's so like Kardashian oh, yeah. town. I forget that. What you mean? <laughs> I forget that I'm in LA. Like, this is their town. Like, they oh, run everything. Yeah. So, like, of course, this is going to sound so bougie. People are very biased to them. So, they this, this is going to sound so bougie. But, of course, while walking into in and out of stores on Melrose, oh. every fucking store is playing Kanye West. Wow. And I'm just like, y'all are not going to turn this shit off? Like, y'all y'all are really going to do this shit today? They're playing, like, the new album or, the like, new, through the wire? The new. And I'm going to tell you how I know it's the new. Because I, as a Kanye fan, am not listening to none of his shit. Right. Fuck yeah. Kanye. Same. I'm not doing that shit with him. I don't care. I don't I don't care what it means to other people or whether they understand or not. It's my choice. It's my, I choose to do that. Because there are some people that are like, oh, well, you're still going to support SY. Shut the fuck up. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> with that said, I'm walking in and out of these stores because I'm disappointed as a Kanye fan that I cannot bring myself to morally listen to these songs. And then I'm hearing Kanye trade versus back with Kid Cudi, which is a project that I have oh, the waited ghost. on. Right. The kids see ghosts. I have waited on that for so long in both of their careers for them to link up and do music together, let alone a whole project. But because Kanye is who he is and he has done what he has done, I will not do it with him this season. I won't. I actually was that annoying customer that went up to people and was like, you playing that new Kanye? And they're like, yeah, this is the new. I'm like, you shouldn't play this shit, man. You shouldn't. No. Because white people? You know what? A lot of the owners were white. So, I, so I felt more than comfortable to talk right. to them and to, say, yeah. you need to turn this shit off. 
like as a black person, hell yeah. Like I'm telling you, I shouldn't turn right. the shit up. But some of the stores, you know, it was black people and I was like, All right, nigga, I can't wake you up. It ain't my job. You know, you're gonna wake up <laughs> right. on your own. That's time. too much labor, beloved. <laughs> to, can't What's do crazy it. is, you know, as a native Chicagoan, I was okay, always Chi-Town. Oh yes. I was always biased to Kanye because, you know, that was our Kanye Omari West of the South Side, Obama country, you know. Yes. Um and we were listening to him before he was even signed. Like the radio, like he's our baby. That's how I felt. And the day that he made those comments in the TMZ newsroom, I ironically was wearing all black and that is the day that I mourned his funeral. Morally, <laughs> I can't do it either. I went off on a, a, about it on this show a few weeks back. You did. And there are people that, you know, like you just said, try to rhyme and reason oh my with God. me. Uh, I have family that are like, but, you know, Kanye's kind of like my Beyonce. I really like him. And I'm like, it's your choice. I just Listen to it yeah, if you want cho- to. It's but your it's money, like, your eh. choice. It just won't be uh, us. Jace, are you right. listening? No. I okay, haven't. so it won't be Jace, Asante, or Charlotte. Absolutely. And leave people the hell alone. Like, for me, I'm not going to make you understand why you need to understand that, which no. is. In especially because social media is so excessive, you should understand. You mm-hmm. should have a place where you can go to and understand that and get that. And that's why sometimes on the friend zone, we want that to be the place where you can get that news. But other times it's like, no, girl, you've heard of this or you should have heard of this. If not, like, you know, read a book. Literally. Literally. Hashtag. Literally. Look up the fucking hashtag and <laughs> leave me alone. Now, did, you, <laughs> did y'all see this morning? Marlo the Hampton tweeted that she got her peach. Do you believe her? Wow. She tweeted this morning. It's about time. She said, finally got my peach. I'm How many disappointed. seasons has she been on? She's been a, a friend of the show since what, season three, four? I met Marlo before at NY Fashion Week, and I remember I was seeing her on the show, and that was in 2012. Okay. She was on the show. I think that's the time she uh, was chasing Nene and saying, tell the whole Atlanta why you mad yes, at me. Yes, tell the whole she Atlanta. The, the whole Atlanta. She's been on the show for six years and just got a peach. Good for her. I mean, listen, being a friend of the show is a, is a nice check, too. I was just going to mm-hmm. say, I, I, for one, am disappointed that she has a peach now, but I'm wildly optimistic. Like, I hope she does a great job. And I'm only disappointed in the sense of there is power in saying that you can you can just come and go on this show as you please. Mm-hmm. You don't hold the same responsibility. So you can True. really go there a lot of these women drop the f-bomb while arguing with sheree because you're just a friend you don't have to get asked back next season Mm -hmm. but you so hot and damn spicy they're gonna be like do you you know where you know where your friend is she gonna come back that's right so now that she's like part of the show she's gonna have to either have to reel it in or figure out the science of staying relevant the entire time that she's on every season i think she'll do fine oh i hope so well i wouldn't say every maybe she's just signed for one and they're just gonna test the water if she's telling the truth but you know with uh (laughs) right with uh Allegedly. it would make sense because remember if you all remember candy burris was uh had a show in the works with we tv called hot lana or something like that and as they were about to go into production it got scrapped out of nowhere and it sounds like maybe it got scrapped because bravo was like wait a minute before y'all start on that we want to offer Mar- marlo a peach because the candy show candy was producing it and it was going to be centered around marlo oh. and it was going to be on we tv so maybe that's it, and it, you know it's already being Come reported on, that pop, Eva Marcel got journalist. her peach. So, so Eva has a peach. That's what's yeah. being reported. The Jasmine brand reported that. Oh. Kenya's pregnant. It's going to be an interesting season. Is Kenya going to be on the show? I, that I don't know. Yeah, I know that I they know just started filming. Oh, Greg Leaks has cancer. By the way, yeah. we don't know what stage. We don't know what kind. Praying for Greg. Nene tweeted Greg. on Wednesday and said that Greg uh, that they're going to beat this. And you know he's been in and out of the hospital mm-hmm, recently, mm-hmm. but he has cancer. It's going to be interesting because, like I said, I think that they've already began filming. And it's going to premiere, of course, around Thanksgiving. Phaedra so we'll is see. coming back. Is that being reported I, or not? 
I, I don't hear know. That. Andy Cohen did <laughs> say that, don't rule I don't know it if it's out. Reported. You said what? I've heard that, but I'm not sure if it's been reported. I know that Andy said don't rule it out. Like anything's possible. He kind of teased that. So we have Phaedra, Marlo, and Eva all holding peaches. Mm. Kenya's pregnant. Greg is battling cancer. It sounds like a show to me. How do you feel about, like, who's your favorite housewife at this point of Atlanta? Oh, that's tough. I like Portia. Portia? I've always liked her. Really? I've mm-hmm. always liked her. You know what? I'm, and I liked her I more like after her body. divorce. Yes, she did. Oh, of course. Yes. She mm-hmm. blossomed at when she let down that damn French roll. Right. And went to the strip club so and loosened up. Yes. I was so happy for her. And she hasn't really been in a serious relationship since. And so I liked that. And I felt like she that was her opportunity. Like, she got on the show being a housewife. But I think single Portia on the housewife is like the best thing ever. I'd say, you know, I don't have a favorite. They all get on my nerves to some degree. Yes. My dad likes candy. I don't. I, I do love every man wants a woman. <laughs> I do like candy. I do like candy. What's your favorite? My favorite. People say I favor her. Well, it's funny. You do. <laughs> yes, it's funny that I <laughs> that you said candy because I always think about like her making them faces like her reactions are very just like genuine to things mm-hmm. so like candy's probably my favorite you know what's i always search candy when i have like that that look yes and the gifts yes candy. and <laughs> like you know candy. Candy she's good for a reaction securing mm-hmm. a bag did you all hear since we're talking about the housewives franchise that uh candy's youtube show that she had a few years ago called candy, candy coded nice mm-hmm. yes bravo picked it up absolutely i think Kudos it's only for the month of july though because it's like she she announced three dates, so maybe they're testing it. Yeah, but it got which I think up. is smart and good It'll for Candy. Good. You know, she's had the most spinoffs. Yeah, Candy has had those spinoffs because what they did the ski trip spinoff, and then and when she was about to sign someone, remember it was like at, at the Candy Candyland her studio yeah or whatever. they like were doing that little special i do remember that it was like I a talent show that. like an american idol type yes, talent show yes where oh. they were trying to get a little person signed yes that yeah. was a little moment for candy she's had all the spinoffs were candy. you in town for la pride at all did you go i did not i we actually came in on sunday so like we just missed the festivities that night did you hear about the mess no what's the mess Thirty thousand people, wasn't it? Thirty thousand. I think that the space that they have pride in LA. Oh yes, only holds people couldn't get in. Like, like over a thousand. Ten thousand. I think it was ten thousand people, and mm-hmm. they had thirty thousand people the night of Kalani. They oversold the tickets. Um, this is the first time. I mean, it's groundbreaking because the first time it's been sold out. However, they oversold the tickets, so that left thousands of people outside. Wow. I think they cut off at like maybe nine o'clock or so and said like y'all can't get in. So we were waiting in line for two hours, could not get in. They drove from um Arizona. I saw tweets saying they flew in, hotels, bought tickets in advance. It's, it's a ticket thing. It's not like New York. New York is uh like a parade and then like different events yeah. around. LA Pride is a closed off area where you have to buy Which tickets. Which is not fair because growing up in Chicago, granted, I don't like Pride only because. You don't like Pride? I do not like it. And I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> it's not the celebration, it's just the crowds, the swill, the drunk people, the racism. I, I just so, don't like it. The racism. I, you know what? I feel I feel that so hard. When I was younger and I lived in Atlanta because Atlanta was known to be and probably still is known to be the gay mecca. So for Pride, when it was Black Pride, everybody named Mama used to come in town. So it used to be swarms right. of people. The gay black men. I never traveled the gay for gay black men. But what? You may not have traveled for that. Oh, ride, I know. Oh, I but know. The I girls remember were in Miami sizzle and everything. Oh yeah, I, re- I was just about to say. I remember people used to. Le- <laughs> I remember living in Atlanta and people being like, "You going to Dallas this weekend?" And I'm like, "What's in Dallas? Dallas?" And they were talking about it was a pride there. I forgot that? what that uh, pride was called. There was like a, a pride in Dallas, which was different from the uni- one in Houston, and then Miami had their own pride. Now have like pride these different is names. Better than Houston's. 
see i don't know I, I never went to either of them but i know people that are like professional priders like Me they too. will they've gone to like vegas pride they've gone to chicago pride like they go to all, all the airfare ones to see. we good uh, air, <laughs> look airfare stacks up in the miles okay mm-hmm. I Very got, true. I got hip, hip to them damn miles. I decided I was going to save up enough miles so I can give me a vacation. So I said, I'm going to keep flying miles as much as I can. But one thing that I remember being younger, I hated Pride in Atlanta because all of the strangers used to come in town. And so people used to be like, mm. ooh, I hate Atlanta because all these people can't drive X, Y, Z. And That's I was like, us. That's because people is transplants. Like right. everybody named mama coming in from out of town. But That's... as I got older, I appreciated Pride because of the gay scene in Atlanta. Like it was the black gay Pride in Atlanta was like, no other scene I've ever experienced. Right. Like not even the post that I've experienced in New York City. So what really? was your first pride? How old were you? Ooh. Um, my first pride had to be like two thousand six or two thousand seven. So I was, I was like 18. eighteen or nine. Yes. It had to be then. I, I didn't even know what pride me. was when I was eighteen. You know what? <laughs> I went to school, um or after I graduated high school, downtown was Georgia State University. So like downtown is where all the pride happened. Mm-hmm. So people would be there's the varsity. Oh my god, I the can't varsity. Look. The varsity downtown Atlanta. Uh, it's like that's a staple. A bar? No, the varsity is this uh, like it's a staple for a, a restaurant. So like it's known for having like diner food, onion rings, burgers, all okay. sorts of bullshit. Like White bar Palace bites. in Chicago. Yes, 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 yes. And so it's White right across the street from. Um, it's right across the street from uh, BP, and it's also right across the street from JR Crickets. But it's like it has this big ass parking lot. And a lot of the parking lots downtown is where everybody and their mama used to park and then just like be stacked up. Like everybody just used to just sit music, out, playing music, out. stunting hard, like blasting. <laughs> People used to be J setting depending flashy. on where you were. Yes. Kind of, you know what that reminds me of what you're describing? It reminds me of Jackson Park in Chicago. That was kind of like our thing. It was so random. We would meet like literally all of like black LGBT Chicago of a certain age would meet at Jackson Park on Sunday. On Sunday. And then we'd oh go God. to Jewel, Keep my park Jewel parking lot. Jewel is a grocery store in Chicago. So Jewel Osco Jewel, parking yes. lot. Mm-hmm. And then we'd go up north. It was so weird, but that was like, those were the spots. Yep. I performed they had Deja that. Vu in that parking lot. The choreography. <laughs> Where was the music coming from? My car. The car. <laughs> people would park. And, and you know what? It, because it was like a flashy weekend, people would spend money like getting like a fly-ass rental car or a fly-ass yes. like, pad, depending on what you were trying to get into or do. So you parked outside with your new rental and you blasting music and everybody walking by in their outfits and shit. Come on. Looking I, like, I liked Pride when I was younger. The older that I got, the more it felt exclusionary. Like it's a, it's a gay man's day. Like I didn't. Yeah feel included and Mm. then on top of that uh it just like i said it's just the the crowd like la pride felt suffocating i for one jace you participated on saturday i did but i went to a private party oh you i didn't go to the actual festival see i felt bad because pierre was emceeing the hip-hop stage and Mm -hmm. he got me a vip pass shout to pp which i got he gave it to me the vip pass and i did not attend one event shame on you i showed up on sunday and i was supposed to but Angelica Ross and Janet Mott called. So I went to the London and spent the whole day with them. Mm. And we watched Pose. I live tweeted Pose yes. with the East Coast. We watched the 6 p.m. stream. I mean, first of all, you know that those are my sisters. I'm just messing and with it's rare And they were that, in town. I was about to say, it's rare that right. Janet's in town. Angelica used to live here. She's now New Yorker. Shout out to her. Her character is Candy mm-hmm. on Pose. And so it was uh, me and them and a few other folks. And Angelica ordered like one of everything off of the menu. And we were in her suite at the London. And Come on, and FX we, check. Yes, that's what we did. Oh, and I also 
also want to shout out Billy Porter. So Billy Porter is a legend on uh, from the stage, like Broadway, and he plays Pray Tell on Pose, which is the I commentator. Ca- uh, category is Femme Queen and Pumps. So he fell in love <laughs> with me. Woman. He fell in love with me. I fell in love with him, and he ended up subscribing to the show. So shout out to Billy Porter. What's up, Billy? Hey, Billy yeah. Porter. So it was that. That was how I, I spent Pride, and then afterwards, I don't think I ended up leaving till like eleven thirty. And I went to rage for 20 minutes. And I was like, you know what? You went I don't to rage? Want to, I went to, because everybody was there. Rage. And wow. Pierre was I once wasn't. again hosting. He had a long weekend. Yeah. I Good mean, if him. Pierre, anywhere that Pierre is hosting, I know that I can cut the line and get in free. So Amen. I'm going to go there. Amen. Um, and so. <laughs> That's half the battle. He was hosting. I got in. I stayed for 20 minutes. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to deal with Uber surge prices with all you Negroes. Oh. <laughs> and it's pride. So I left. Look, I, I made some money. It. I was I was over. Yes. So, um, did you hear about the lesbian couple? You, you, do you live in Brooklyn? I do not. Okay. Well, I there's not. a lesbian. I live up in Harlem. I just need that to be known on the record. People, <laughs> people that live in Brooklyn call it Harlem, but I'm so glad to be far away from there. Wait, thought, hold on. Don't play Brooklyn. Like look, look, look. There is nothing wrong with Brooklyn. Let me just say, everybody uh-huh. has their place in New York City. Uh-huh. Everybody has their place in Manhattan. Everybody has their place around it. When I get older to a certain age, I already know I'm probably going to move to Long Island. But I live in Harlem oh. because I am a certain type of hood rat. Isn't that snow? Where do you think I would Well, live? I want to drive. I want to park. I don't know, Char. You know, you might enjoy. What was your question? I said, where do you think I would live if I moved oh. to, uh, to New York? You Chelsea. Might, I was going to say, you might you might be one of those girls that has to be That's like lower Manhattan. Like, or, like you have to be in Manhattan. Like for me, I don't have to be. So like I could if I really had to go to like Jersey or Queens. What's lower Manhattan? Is that where the niggas are? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's where it's expensive. What about Christopher Street? <laughs> <I> know, <right? laughs> Um, I don't see you, Christopher Street. I heard that's where the girls. I, like I can see I you mean, in like is. the lower end of the Upper East Side. I don't know any. Th- you all are speaking a foreign language to me, but I'm. It's, it's interesting don't go to, on the to east take side. into. I have two. Uh, two. It's hard. The train sucks. Don't go on the east side. The train sucks. Two of my sisters live in New York. I just don't know exactly where, but they're not roommates. Stay. If you come to New York, stay on the Upper West Side. Okay. I think you're probably going to be able to afford it, and it's going to be really near where. Well, I'm going to come to visit because I want to see. A, a, I want to go to Wendy, and I want to go to the View. Okay. Can we go to Maury too in Connecticut? No. I went to Maury in Connecticut once. Did you? I absolutely uh, was it worth Shout it? Shout out to the XD experience. He came. We he went with me. Of it course was fun you did. As hell. I've been yes. trying to do that for the past like six years. It was very. Is it very just fun. as dramatic in person? Absolutely. And we <laughs> we had a seat very close to the front too. So you know they tell you. You're, or yeah, they don't tell you, but they expect you, I to guess, to play it up. And... It was not hard to do <laughs> right. that, I will say. <laughs> because of where you are and what they're doing, yes, it's easy. Well, a lesbian couple in Brooklyn were booted from an Uber <laughs> right. because... <laughs> By the Look, way, lesbian couple. I'm glad that I'm taking over because this is exactly what happens on the friend zone. So good. <laughs> they were booted from the Uber? Booted from an Uber for kissing. Now, these girls alleged that they just what? did a peck. But their Uber driver, there's a video. It's going viral. It don't he, matter what they right, was doing. Right, they making out. <laughs> Listen, he kicked them out. He, and Uber. He ain't getting none. He That's pulled why. Over. He jealous. He said it was disrespectful. Now, this guy Because he ain't getting none. I think he, I think he is, a, uh, is Muslim. You know, typically oh Muslim God. people tend to be a little bit more conservative. Like Christians. Some A lot of Christians are conservative mm, as well. Evangelicals. He got to leave that off the clock, man. Well, let me tell you what, what happened as a result. Uber removed um, uh, his driver's access to their app. On Monday, um, and late Tuesday, the NYC Taxi and Limousine Commission suspended his driver's taxi license Amen. pending an investigation. 
Uber's community guidelines do state that riders are not allowed to touch or flirt out of respect for drivers' personal space. But drivers are not allowed to discriminate or make comments or gestures that are discriminatory. Fair and fair. Uber drivers are independent contractors, not employees, and that's a key to the business model valued at $62 billion. I just read that, if you guys can tell. Um, but yeah, the girls say that they just that they just left the beach and they were going to go meet up with friends. They did a pack and the video's viral. It shows him pulling over. So he pulls Coney over Island. and he says, get out of my car. And they started laughing because they thought he was joking until he actually pulled over and got out of the car and opened their door and was like, get out of my car. It is disrespectful. It, like Char, he went this off. The accent. I'm, I'm okay. You I'm, know what? I apologize if I was offensive. I'm imitating the video that I saw, guys. And and you know what? It's hard to not be offensive sometimes when you're in the car with somebody and you don't understand like their customs because is I've I too have been in Ubers where people have just like pulled over for no ass reason. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And like they saying some shit to me, and I like think that's just funny. Like nigga, no, like keep driving. Like what's your problem? Yeah. But for me, it's like. We going from point A to point B. This should only consist of me getting my ass in and me getting my ass out. Right. And for them to like think that they have an option to choose because they're kissing the back seat, as opposed to just not looking his ass back there, it's like, nigga, you at work. Leave that shit alone. Yeah. I, th- I thought that when you see the video, I'm going to post it in the thread on Friday morning. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot to take. <laughs> it is a lot to take. It is a lot it's to take. got some of us it. down. Jace, are you okay? I'm great. Okay, you are beat red over there. <laughs> the senior restaurant today, so you know. You know hot. what? And with it's that being spicy. said, put your off, burn. Spicy. Shout out to Lil Kim. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, praying for Lil Kim. Did you see her with Mano when she was being honored and he kept touching her and she I seemed did uncomfortable? Uh-uh. That sounds uncomfortable. <laughs> Asante, you've been off the map since you've been in LA. It look, I absolutely great. Come I, on vacation. You know what? I am happy to talk about it. LA, the weed is legal. It's cheaper, and you get so much choices. There's a right across the street from my apartment do you go sure? i embarrassed myself because you know what i'm not i'll this is off the record <laughs> i'm gonna i'm going to Keep wait rolling. to tell you guys off air so with that being said thank you for coming on my show and we're gonna move on to the lgbt corner Our i'm show. done having hot talk with you guys Woo! spicy and now it's time for the lgbt corner So, this week's LGBT Corner. Um, so, I found an article that's actually kind of fascinating to me. Um, it was titled, Who Are LGBTQ Americans? There's a major poll on life, sex, and politics. So, the LGBTQ adult and ad- adults in the United States are mostly women, religious, and under 40 years old, according to a new survey conducted by Whitman Insight Strategies and BuzzFeed News. The poll. Wait, LGBT people are ruled by women? Mm-hmm. It's majority women. Majority women. Since Cor- when? According to this poll. Damn, that's crazy. I think women are a little bit more sexually fluid. Well, no, because men are equally as sexually fluid. They're just more secret about it. Well, we'll get into that later. So the poll taken by 880 LGBTQ Americans across the country is one of the most thorough surveys of its type, asking more than 100 questions asking about gender, sex, politics, family, and discrimination. Um, so let it be noted that LGBT people make up about 4 to 5% of the United States. Um, the results seem to affirm some stereotypes and studies such as lesbians and bisexual women, they smoke more, while gay men, they drink more, which is, I mean, they didn't say what I mean, they, right down Santa Monica and West Hollywood. That's what it said, affirm stereotypes. Even though um, they puff cigarettes like a damn chimney, but the ugh. drinks are flowing. 
the poll also found that gay men have more sex than lesbian women. We're also finding that fact. more surprising. Oprah shrug gif. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Fact. So uh, more than half of LGBTQ Americans are Christian and nearly half of all LGBTQ people identify as bisexual or queer. Um, so on average, LGBT pe- LGBTQ, this acronym is just so fucking long at this point. I'll just say um, L+. L+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Queer like people. The pride rainbow. Not straight people. Non-heteros. Um, that is incorrect because trans oh, people can be heterosexual. Transness is not a sexual orientation. It L- is a gender identity. L+. Plus. Um, mm-hmm. They came out at the age of 12. I'm sorry, 12. 21. I'm dyslexic. Sorry, y'all. And they knew that they were um, LGBTQ+. Plus. Um, just shy of 17 years old, with gay and transgender people being the youngest at 14 years old, while lesbians said that they knew later at the age of 19. So they also did a uh, study on confiding in people. And so they said that most of them tell their friends. Next came the mother. Next came the siblings. And then the other is their former significant other, which I thought was interesting. Um, but only Like seven an ex? F- yeah, like an ex. I'm trying to think my path. In high school, I remember me and my um, girlfriend telling each, coming out to each other. Oh, your girlfriend was is to a each other. Yes. Okay. We that's needed fun. <laughs> we needed to have a talk. Yeah. <laughs> like, Wait, why you why you were dating? Yes. W- like, no, she wasn't butch. Okay. Well, no, she wasn't butch. But I remember we butch yet or she wasn't. Well, that's why I had to think because I remember at the time we ended up getting a job at the same movie theater. I remember seeing her looking at her like, hmm, you dressing hmm, kind if of. Your <laughs> right, <laughs> right, on, soldier. And that's soldier. why I was kind of like, we need to have a so conversation. Snatch up your right. uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I need that. Are you single? Uh, yes, Amen. for uh, for Gosh. a very long time. Okay. Wow, same thirty and single club. Woo, 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 woo. No, I'm just saying, I want to be single for a very long time. Oh, oh, more. Never mind. Yes, I want to. Ca- <laughs> I off the market. <laughs> only, only for self over here. Okay. okay. Come on, self love. Uh, wh- yes. Why are you opting to be single? I just get a lot more done when I'm by myself, and it's very mm-hmm. selfish. And I just want to continue to be selfish. I don't want to compromise on that. Okay. And people are always like, "Oh, you know, you could do this." No, I don't want to. Unless and New some- York is very easy to be single too. Yes, and and New York is very easy to not be single, which is why I want to remain single. I know more yeah. people. I know more LGBTQ plus people in relationships in New York than in Los Angeles. It, Los and exactly, Los Angeles is a damn zoo. It's easy to get in relationships, and I don't want to easily get into relationships. So oh I yeah, would like you to like stay. The, the, the Dominican men like you, right? Or is it oh. the Puerto Ricans? You want Dykeman? <laughs> I am not far from Dykeman. <laughs> I have frequented a Dominican or two, and Puerto Ricans do have a number as well. So. You know, Uh-oh. I always I'm, get heavily cat called. The last time I was in New York, I meant to tell you, I haven't been to Atlanta in a decade. My cousin graduated Spelman in 2008. Hey, shout out to Spelman. But I haven't shout been to, to New York in, in two years. Uh-huh. And when I was last in New York, I was at the H&M in Times Square and someone was like really hawking me. Times like, Square. Ooh. Yeah, that's where I went. I mean, my mm. mom's hotel wasn't far from there. Were they working there? No, but he followed me around and he kept grabbing his crotch. Oh, no. Oh, mm. no, no. Yeah, no. definitely. Because I was saying, Times Square could have been a foreign person. Yes. Not foreign as in foreign like overseas, but foreign to New York. Because Times Square, no one in New York. Well, that he lives was there uh, he was clearly he had Square. a thick New York accent, mm. and he was at the H and M in Times Square. Mm, that's well, how hey, you know Poppy. something was wrong, <laughs> right? Just because New York, like he's saying, New Yorkers do not. I mean, it's like, like us with in, Hollywood and Highland. Yeah, we don't I, absolutely. Go there. Oh, like the plague. We don't go there. I, I've seen it. Yeah, I know. it's a damn zoo. Yeah, but all the good stars are at that intersection. Yeah. Barbara, Walters, 
Michael Jackson, Destiny's Child. Oh, the stars, like actual like stars on the ground. You thought I was talking about actual celebrities? I was trying to like they figure it go, out in they, my head. For damn sure it ain't at Hollywood and Highland unless they're going to Kimmel it's, or the Oscars. It's mm-hmm. crazy to me because I went up and down. Like, you know, y'all have like the H&M and Zara and all that stuff. Yes. So to me, it's like Times Square. Yeah. The only difference to me outside of the mascots walking up and down <laughs> is the snakes. I'd be seeing people walking around with the snakes. The snakes, the guys with the snakes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to keep these reptiles to yourselves. I can't do it. You don't like snakes? I don't. It'd be like maybe one or two people, like one in Times Square, one in Soho back in the And they always pop up on you. You always realize that the snake is there at the very last Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's it's like they're standing like a foot away from you. Yes, you're just kind of walking by like, oh, shit, you got a snake around your neck. (laughs) Ain't this some bullshit? We'll be gone, Satan. All right, well, let's jump into my damn topic. So my topic this week, I really didn't want to talk about like relationships. Normally we talk relationships and friendships. Oh, we don't talk a relationship. <laughs> Come on, Mr. Asante, Single. you are spared because sometimes things can get racy on this damn crappy show. Um, what? But I say that in jest. Okay. Um, but I want to talk about like the path of self-discovery. Okay, 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 mm, okay. I so, like that. I like that. <laughs> My yes, lessons on being a bad bitch. Let's yes, do that. Yes. yes. Let's empower each other. Mm. Yes, I'm here for it. So my questions to you all are, um, do you know who you be? That's how Yama says it. Do you know who you be? And if not, what steps are you taking to get about the business of knowing who you are? Also, when in your life did you have, like, what was the defining quote unquote, I have arrived moment. Like I mm. know who Asante is in this moment. Mm. I know who Jace is in this moment. Like what, I mean, I know that life is an evolution and we're constantly evolving and changing and growing, but we still have a foundation that's just fundamentally who we are. Mm-hmm. So what, what, what was that? What's your path been like? Um, what, what moments led up to that? Well, definitely moments. I don't think I have one defining moment because I think I'm always an evolving person, like you said, Char. But I could definitely identify, one, bringing a boyfriend home. That was just like, I would have never done that years prior. And so me having the courage to kind of do that. We talked about this last week on the last episode, but just me being able to do that in full truth. Um, was definitely a defining moment, especially with my very hyper-Christian family on my mother's side. Um, And I remember just moving to New York. Like, I remember moving and just getting there, and I remember being so excited. I landed at, like, maybe 4 o'clock in the morning at uh, JFK. I took the the Sevens. The ghetto. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. The Sevens (laughs) all the way to Brooklyn, and my friend was so over me because I was so excited to be there. Because I literally – because I – left for new york i decided maybe like a week before and the let all the stars aligned and i was like all right well i'm calling virgin america making it making this a one-way ticket I flew version two mm-hmm. i still have my ticket and um yeah i remember arriving in new york and i remember that just being the scariest most exciting moment of my life and i knew that from then on whether i liked it or not like i was gonna be changed just because i actually did it and so that was definitely a defining moment for me. Who I am today, um, I think that came with 30. I think I had a lot of expectations with me, with me turning 30 back in January, and me over-accomplished in some areas and me not making it in other areas. When I turned 30, I just kind of realized that I need to... 
I am who I am, and that's just what it is. I don't need to prove anything to the world. I need to prove anything to my parents. I don't need to prove, prove anything to my friends. And so it's just like I need to live for myself. And, yeah, that's pretty much. Nice. Mm. What about you, Asante? Who are you, Asante? Who will you be? Um, I don't even know who I am. Jesus. You know, it's crazy. So when I realized who I was, I think it was when I moved to New York City. Like, mm-hmm. and realize a decade, well, well, nine years so, ago. So, so back in 2009, back in October of 2009, I decided to, or actually back in July of 2009, I decided to pick up and leave Atlanta. I decided to. What prompted that? I, I was, I you knew was everything tired. in Atlanta. I, it was mm-hmm. home, but it wasn't somewhere where I felt like I could grow. Mm-hmm. So because, because somewhere is home and you know it, it becomes comfortable. And because I was comfortable already, and mind you, I didn't do, I wasn't doing shit down there. I wasn't nobody. It's not like I broke no ceilings or nothing. Like for me, I was young. So as a young person to be able to see like, okay, there are possibilities here, but I can see all of them. And for me, that was limiting as opposed to me saying Mm. like, there's so many possibilities. Yeah. As opposed to me saying these are possibilities and I should chase one and I should make that and like move to my next step. I said, it's too easy down here. Fuck this shit. Like I need something that's really going to like show me who I am. And I moved to New York, and New York has been kicking my ass ever since. But it takes I, it takes that pain to grow, you know. Like whenever, mm-hmm. even even being a child, like you remember being sore, and like you don't actually. I don't remember witnessing, you know, growing into a full ass adult. But I remember being a child. Like I remember being, a, you know, smaller at one point. I remember being smaller through all these different stages, and I remember being sore at some points. Mm-hmm. And then I'm growing now. Pains. Yeah, so you have these growing pains. So New York, I feel like because I have to hit so much, so like so many things at such a fast pace, I get to grow faster because you have that pain faster. Sometimes you're gonna fail. And it's okay to fail because then you know, like, this isn't for me or this is what I want. And so the next time you play, you can win. And then after you win, you can teach somebody else how to win. And I think New York is so interesting in that because you can either get lost in all of the extra shit, all the bullshit. But New York showed me, like, not only am I not going to get lost, I can do whatever I want to do. Like, even though I can do all of these different things, I can take this one thing and make it everything that I want and I can move forward accordingly. Mm -hmm. I worked at a restaurant. Not because I loved working restaurants. Like some people get a job in a restaurant because they want to cook or they want to own, they want to manage. Right, right. I just want to make some fucking money. And so then I also said, and that's cute coin in New York. Cute coin in New York. Of course, you you know you have to do whatever you got to do to make more money or you know work in certain places. But I decided like if I'm going to make money in these restaurants, I also need to be learning something while I'm here or be stimulated somehow. So you work in a restaurant, you know, depending on where you work, you get two, four tables, whatever. I told myself I want to be able to get good enough to run six tables, then eight tables, then ten tables. Mm -hmm. Then I was learning how to do all that shit, flip my money, do all of these different things. And then I got to a point where I didn't even need the restaurant, but I was so good at it, I wanted to stay. And Mm -hmm. then the money was easy there. Mm -hmm. But then I said, in order for me to get to the next level of who I want to be, I need to let this go. A, because it's not for me. I might Mm -hmm. be holding somebody else's spot that actually wants to be here. B... Because I need to go somewhere where I'm going to be happy and use all of the shit that I've learned here. That's purpose. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so New York had to teach me that. I feel like Atlanta, it would not have taught me that. I would have just been able to, like, go forward because I've always been, like, you know, a forward thinker and I need to move forward. But I wouldn't be able to take all of the lessons I was learning, even the bad ones. Because sometimes you just – some people continue to go forward and they don't learn the prior lessons. Me, I need to collect information at every point. Also. I always need to know, like, mm-hmm. what's up. 
if I if I fucked up something in a relationship, sometimes I need like I don't actually believe in closure, but I do need to know like feedback. Like I need to know like what the fuck was up. You if need you, a Yelp review from the other person. I don't need a Yelp review. Like I don't need you to tell me like what I did wrong. I need you to tell me like what was up. If if it you can't get to right or wrong, if you can say you know like this just wasn't working, that's enough for me to say this just wasn't working. And I can say to myself, well, I put in enough work to say that I worked as hard as I could. So yeah. fuck mm-hmm. this. So I can leave with my own perspective. So I've taken that same perspective for life. Like if New York is gonna beat my ass, I'm not gonna just say. All right, tough kid. I'm going to say, all right, New York beat my ass. Why did it beat my ass? It beat my ass because I wasn't prepared for this. All right, well, I'm going to do this next time, and I'm also going to implement this, this, and that. I feel like it's a simulation. I hate to get really weird. No, But no, the no. character on Atlanta, Darius, Lakeith Stanfield's character, yes. he's a fucking black weirdo. <laughs> but there's mm-hmm. there are so many of those people in the hood. Like, people don't realize that there's always that random-ass person that's, like, right, spiritual yeah. or mm-hmm. into some other shit. Like, part of that also goes into my thinking when I'm thinking about, like, the black ass shit that be happening in the world when people are like they they need to pull their pants up like and that's why on, in, Cosby. that's why in friend zone we oh, got into God. like microaggressions so it was yes. like and code switching so it's like all these things like i'm not crazy like even though it, it might have seemed basic or i might seem uneducated i i actually do there is a bigger picture and this is something where they're trying to take me down as a human being and i can grow from that i can mm-hmm. rise above that candy burst i can fly above that mm-hmm. oh <laughs> so I have to ask you all before I answer my own question this is for both of you all do you all take other people's perceptions um, of you or their experiences with you into account like Always. throughout your I do. too yeah. much not too much because I've learned that especially people who don't know me like, I have a, pe- a lot of people online who have like said things about me and have had their own critiques and they when have they got to all? know me as a person they've been like oh well what I thought about you from Twitter is not who we actually are as a person. Yeah. And so I kind of, that was kind of eye-opening. Even with Kiss and Tell, like, I remember I started doing this whole Kiss and Tell movement stuff because someone called me Mean Girl West Hollywood. And I was just like, what are you talking about? And like, will you hang out with this person, that person, that person? Who is a click out here? Oh, please. This Y'all click city. Yeah, yes. this click city. City. Yeah. Ooh, so and I need to know who's in the click. <laughs> <laughs> I need well, a jacket. I don't, I don't Apparently have I was. Um, but I just, I thought all my friends were very intellectual people and didn't weren't what people projected on them as as people, and so I wanted to kind of unify the conversation. But with that said, like no, I don't take people's perspective um, of me into high accountability, but I do listen. I'll say that I listen and I do reflect, and if I agree, I agree, and if I don't, I don't. Hmm. Who are you, Shar? Who I be. Lord have mercy. Um, I always tease on the show and say I've always been a matter of fact type of girl. Um, there were just no. Really? Uh, yeah, you know that. <laughs> um, and so. The world knows that. I think that's what makes me very different, which it, it, it's a pro and a con. I'm very, I said what I said. Shout out to NeNe Leaks. And I just, I, I leave it at that. And, Where's um, your scooter? And I, I can um, <laughs> attest <laughs> Back to, I guess when I was a kid, you know, I, I formed, I started forming opinions like in middle school. Mm. That's when I first started getting detentions and stuff. You know, my mom, if she were in here, she'd have stories for days and could shake her head. You told I me one earlier today. I myself out of school. I, I, I had excellent penmanship so I could forge signatures and, and I wasn't really bad. Yes. I just had something to say and I would not accept anything less from teachers. 
So just because, you know, you're the teacher and I'm the student does not give you license to talk to me Amen. any type of way. I was one of those. And yeah, I'm telling you, sixth grade is kind of where I kind of, I don't know what tap to crack that open Lord. because I played by the book, you know, all elementary school. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I hit middle school, I don't know if it was hormones. I don't know if it was, I don't know what it was, but I became very defiant, but only when challenged, only when I felt that I was being unjustly challenged. Yes. And so those were defining moments for me. And I'd also say, um, because <laughs> we were talking prior to the show and I was talking about how I was dragged on Twitter for about half a day uh, during one episode. And I think that experiences that I've had with dating, in particular being a trans woman and, and navigating dating cis men, it has formed a lot of, it's, it's done a disservice to men that are interested in me because I'm not afraid to say this. I can be a bit of a bag lady. I, it, it's hard bag for me to. Lady. Come on, Erica. <laughs> Don't hurt your bag. It's hard for me to wipe the slate clean. Mm. So I, I I am guilty of bringing past instances into new situations. Because Which I you're just, working on. I just don't trust you. I don't believe you. Prove to me you got some coordination, you know? Okay. So uh, <laughs> I think that's those are things that, and I've always been driven. I've always been a bit of a perfectionist. I will stress myself out if I have my eye on the prize and the prize does, does not come in, in what I deem a timely fashion. Mm. Um, and so, yeah. So what were your moment or moments that you knew I am here? Um, I am here. I don't know if I, I mean, I know I have defining moments, but funny enough, while I brought up this topic, I didn't really think of any. Um, uh, well. I, I don't know. It's just been an accumulation of things where I've kind of done something that I thought worked for me and things have worked out in my favor. So I've stuck, stuck, tried and true. It's hard for me to try new things. Like I got the recipe that makes up this gumbo over here. Like I, I know what makes this up. I know what works for me. So it is very hard for me to open my mind and, and to try new things because I have yet to, I guess, let myself down in a major way. And the thought of trying something different, I mean, I'm not totally closed off to it, but I'm set in my ways, which is kind of, I guess. <laughs> At the age of 30. At um, the age, yes, at 30, I am your set in my ways. But like I said, I'm Capricorn. not. Capricorn. I'm not fully. You're a Capricorn and you acting like that. Oh, yes. <laughs> Y'all like, like having fun. I do have fun. Oh, no, I don't she want, has fun. See, that's what I that's what I feared when I was when I was talking. <laughs> she has fun. That's what I was feared when I that's what I feared when I was talking. I don't want to come off as some rigid, unemotional bitch because right. that is not me. But what I'm saying is, I'm very. There's not a lot of gray area with me. I'm very yes and no. Mm. And sometimes that's off-putting to people because I do have such a dazzling personality if I if I do so, say so myself. And when people play on my time, they're shocked when the door is closed <laughs> and they don't know how to mm. receive that because you think that I would react to situations one way and then I react in a different way that may be you may not be used to. You might be used to working with people like Plato and molding them and yes. relationships are complex and things. And I'm not, I mean, I'm complex and I, and I know that things come with layers mm -hmm. and, and things are nuanced, but uh, nine times out of 10, I'm just, I'm just. But you know, I think I will say this to you as your friend and someone who knows you um, outside this hot mic, that I think that that rigidness will wear off with, age why because i'm gonna get tired 
I think you're gonna get tired, but then you're kind of. By the way, realize, I'm not priding myself on these attributes, guys. I'm just sharing. I'm not. No, I'm but not I mean, proud. but that's who yes. you are, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, I know what I want. Right, and there's no, um, a lot of people are very confused. Um, but I think that with time, and I don't know what it would take exactly, but I think you'll begin to loosen up and kind of open up your horizons to new experiences, new people, new possibilities. Very. Remember these walls I built, baby? They're tumbling down. Yes, <laughs> I, had, I was like, "Will they ever show this again?" Right. Asante's been singing all episodes. I, have, I know. I'm I mean, the music I have, man. I have the jukebox the Bible. In my song. Come through. <laughs> but I think so. I think I think also these are very because you said like you know 29 whooped your ass. Oh, I 29, think, 2017, and the the year of me being 29, totally fucking body slam. Right. Just totally beat. And he for did me, that to me, Rashida. Uh, <laughs> when I feel like I'm at a low place or I'm uncomfortable, I'm a lot more guarded than when I am when I'm a lot more comfortable. Okay. So when I feel like I have everything going on, I'm a lot more open to different things. But when I feel like I don't have when I'm on my lowest points or just above that, I'm not really open to a lot of things because I'm on tunnel vision, tunnel vision to get to a destination. Yes. And I don't want anything else to kind of deflect that. And and things are, are and I'm scared. It can be very complicated. I know that I had such great conversation on Sunday at the London with my girls and it's, it's like a, a double edged sword to uh, exist as you are and be deemed quote unquote passable but then deal with it's a certain I'm not going to even get too deep. It's just a certain um, already being trans and navigating things socially and romantically. It's a double edged sword when you're deemed respectable. I'll put it that way. Mm, I can understand that. And yes. I am deemed very respectable, college educated, conventionally attractive, if I don't say so myself. Hey, um, girl. And presentable. <laughs> you know, they know yeah. that they can trust Char to to carry through the torch, mm-hmm. email Char and she'll, and, and it's a double-edged sword when you're seen as, you know, uh, when people want to get to know you or they have, or they come to the table, they listen to the show and think that, like you all, you all know, you mm-hmm. all listening know aspects of me and I'm very transparent on this show, but y'all don't know me unless you know me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. If that makes sense. So, uh, and, and my like, second, it's almost like a tool versus it being yeah. like the authentic. Y'all get two hours a week versus 24 seven, seven days a week. Yeah. I'm <laughs> a very complex, like much like everyone else. I'm a very complex individual. And as far as people, do I take into uh, account people's perceptions of me? It's sometimes mm-hmm. for the most part. No, cause I'm, I'm <laughs> confident in who I am and I know who I am and I know that I'm a good person and I know what my intention is. I'm, I'm very good at being introspective and calling out my own BS. And I don't get mad when people call me to the floor about my BS. I, I don't get mad. Right. Um, but it depends on the source. I'll say that. Okay. Yes. Can I ask it a part two to your question? Sure. So my part two is, has there ever been a moment that kind of made you question who you are? Or maybe... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Woo! Or just kind of make you rethink, like, am I am I really am who I really am? Because I know I've had moments, especially with Jace Barron being a brand and Jace Barron being a person. I remember there was a moment, like, maybe, like, a couple years ago where I was just like, hold on. Like, who am I as a person? Like, who am I outside of, you know, HIV prevention and Kissing Radio and writing for HIV Equal? And, like, what? who am I as a person 
outside of work because people like you said like people listen to the show um Char and like oh I know who you are but like I ask myself who am I so has there been like a moment that you've had to like all right well who am I I think so this is going to be a really weird answer but I feel like a lot of people they know me for being on a podcast they know me for doing the show they know me for like being like the home the homeboy I was gonna say the home guy um that too but they don't like know me. So like mm-hmm. people are always kind of like, well, who are you? Like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And I specifically don't answer that or don't like make myself like I have to like I'm this. Like I'm going to be the music person, the authority on this. Because like you said, people are dynamic. We're like we, there's so many so many things we want to do. And I don't feel like giving myself a box for this this particular interaction or this time of my life like I don't feel like giving a box because I feel like whatever I do is going to be organic and true to me mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter if I say one or two things because if I tell you I do music and then tomorrow I'm coming out with the book then you're going to try to put me in the box and say oh well what's this singer or rapper you know, doing coming out labels, with though. that's what I'm saying mm-hmm. and yeah. so that's why I really they need labels I really try not to give people the room like I give people things or like what I'm doing and then mm-hmm. they start to build these labels and put them on themselves but what yeah. about you as like a person like let's just say the friends zone did not exist or there was no books like you were stripped away from all your clothes but see I've, I've always been all of that like I've mm-hmm. always existed as that first okay which is why it's been so hard for me to kind of assimilate or even socialize sometimes on social media because i feel Mm -hmm. like i always think about life before that like what was i doing before i thought to myself i need to tweet today like i remember back when i lived in atlanta and i used to drive all the damn time so i feel like driving i guess took up a lot of my time Mm -hmm. that i could have been tweeting and shit but you know when i was at work while i wasn't tweeting so like what was i doing in all these different times like what could i be doing if i decided that's a good point that you just gave me some food for thought you just gave me something to think about maybe journal about what would i be doing what if if there were no twitter Mm -hmm. what would can i get back to what i was doing what was I doing? You know, and, and that used to be an exercise that Twitter forced you to do back in the day. Oh, when with they, Twitter jail. Or Twitter jail and fail well. What's that? You remember when Twitter, it used to get so busy that the Twitter oh, well would come up would and it would be like, oops, something went wrong or oh, whatever. Yeah. It would be like during like, the oops, that, that, that. Yes. we all were tweeting at the same time. Yes, and mm-hmm. so it, Twitter wouldn't come back up for like 15 minutes at a time sometimes. Back when that used to happen, I wouldn't come back to Twitter for like the rest of the night. I'd be like, damn, Twitter broke. I ain't going to even I'd come back. And I'd be scr- itching like a crackhead. Yes, right. because and that's why I had to tell my... this at the beach <laughs> awards and I want to tweet it so bad. I want to tweet my thought. But that's how I have to maintain my identity. I have to remember who I am outside of social media and outside of all of that once you once i remember to put myself back into that when i'm like okay remember to post on snapchat remember to instagram mm-hmm. remember to interact then i'm like okay i'm following too much in the social media i'm forgetting who asante is and what makes you asante me happy feeling so guilty because that's what i've been groomed but that's what everybody does like but it's brand. also part of the job as well because i remember it's when right. i deleted my stuff after um some situations happened i had my editor calling me like, hey, like, it is I need you to read your stuff because yeah. we need to promote your stuff through your page. And I take breaks today. Today, Like, people mm-hmm. will be alarmed if I'm gone from Twitter for two days. But I know that I have to, like, Twitter is like a Which safe space for me. But Instagram, I d- will delete off of my phone. Because personally, if I'm speaking fully transparently here, Instagram is the source of a lot of my insecurity. I never thought I'd be that girl, but mm. I hate to say that the L.A. monster has gotten to me. Hmm. Where I start feeling unattractive 
overweight, not worthy, you know, that mixed with a few crazy dating experiences that I've had has kind of infiltrated. They've kind of put a crack in my shield, a crack in my spirit. And so I will delete Instagram off of my phone, not my account, but off of my phone. Cause I, I don't want to sit up and go through you all stories as everybody's right. like partying and having a good time and being, you know, everybody looks the same. It's the same hair, same makeup. And it just, I, like I said, I never thought I'd be that girl. I was you never that secret? girl when I was younger. And now I'm 30, and I've become that girl. Well, it's not... It Unfortunately, as we get older, like because this is something I'm learning as well, as we get older, it's only going to get worse. And because we're old, because we grew up in the internet age, like we were the ones that were putting those AOL discs in. Like we were the ones right. that we built it. We were the ones that learned how to code these web pages and do all this shit. Yeah. Like you know, from fucking MySpace yeah. to Black Planet, and then we're using Squarespace to make these basic websites so we can feed our information at a quicker time. But we have to we have to learn how to use social media the way that we want to, and that's something I'm learning because for me, I was that guy on Twitter. I felt like every time I got on Twitter. And you're still going to experience this in different ways today. Like, there's just too much mess or too much of something. Like, for me, at the time, it was too much of other people's opinions. Like, whether it was other people doing good, whether it was other people doing bad, whether it was other people just doing. It's like, too much of you, of me seeing everybody else's shit and not enough of the stuff that, A, made me happy or inspired me or any of that. So, for me, I had to unfollow and mute and remember, like, this is my Twitter. And, like, I'm going to see shit that's going to motivate me to want to be on here. And I had to do the same thing with Instagram. I had to remember, like... I don't care to see uh, pictures of certain people or certain things, but now you can follow hashtags. Me, I'm a cos like I'm into anime. I'm an anime nerd, so I'll yes. follow I'll follow Afro anime as a hashtag. I'll follow cosplay, and those things will randomly pop up. And even on my explore page, I'll see more of those things popping up. Versus all of the you know, as a gay black man, oh all of the spine shirtless men everywhere. Yeah, I can't double. I can only double tap a bulge so damn much or some nipples so damn much. Yeah. Like I need to be stimulated. I don't, and I don't want people to see that i'm liking that all the damn time as well. <laughs> that part i mean just mind your this, business because then people are gonna be like yeah i see in this yeah, so Look, my like twitter is like a tumblr page now because all y'all liking see? pictures and you gotta watch who you follow too that's what asante just talking about. exactly mm-hmm. you have to watch who you follow because it's important the information that you consume and because we all use our cell and being phones a news girl that also gets to me so twitter can be poisonous too because i get constant news alerts trump did this this that's why i try to stay in the pop culture lane let's talk ariana grande but even her- even pop culture (laughs) social media media as a whole just moves so fucking fast and unfortunately as we talk about kanye again like that's someone that is in pop culture yeah media Mm -hmm. has moved so fast it has made me hate him at an alarming rate like i already began to hate him but i continue to hate him even more as time continues to go on so i think it's just fair that we decide to take back, we reclaim our social media and use it to make us happy when we find that it's making us sad. Because I used to be one of those, I'm like notoriously going to delete an app. I'm going to delete this. I'm not going to deal with it this week. But then I log back on and I'm happy for a little bit and then another problem arises. It's literally a yo-yo for me. Yep. Mm -hmm. Now, and it just, like I said, it just kind of just popped up. I'm Mm -hmm. happy for, you know, people getting promotions and stuff. Like I feel like it makes me, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. So, uh, and, mm. and you will inadvertently and subconsciously start comparing yourself to people. So, yeah, I think social media also makes people able to be negative, but well, uh, it's ruled by negativity, but right. I'm just saying, like, behind a, behind a screen, but you are inadvertently comparing. So, let's right. move on. Six, Speaking of negative, what are the opposites of negative? Positive. So, my topic is about manifestation and living in the present. Um, so, 
as I said before, turning 30 was a huge revelation for me. And I think a lot of times I was putting myself on a deadline to complete certain things by a certain age. And with that said, I was never really living in the present. I was always striving for the next versus just being happy in the present. Mm -hmm. And so what now, today, do you want your life to look like? Oh, Jesus. Like, is it there? No. And it... No. Okay. Well, that was a quick answer. No. But from everything, relationships to where you live, you know, because for me, I I, uh, told before, but I moved to New York with like a week notice. And that was not something that I planned. It's just like it happened. And that was one of the best things things that ever happened to me. And so that was a very present moment for me. So is there, what is, what does your life, what does Charles look like? Look like? What does Asani's life look like? My life does not, I... I'm almost ashamed to say that I'm fairly inconsistent. I go back and forth. Do I want to elope or do I want to have a, a bird on my head at the New York Public Library getting Come on, married? Carrie. Do I want children? Do I not? Like, I literally, some days I'm like, oh, I would love to have kids. And then other days I'm like, woo, the ghetto. Um, oh, and, you know, I, you guys know this that, that listen to this damn show. I'm such a career girl. It's like I know what I want my career to look like. Personal life, I'm ashamed to say, I cannot answer that. You I don't know? Answer, no. No, but today. Don't be ashamed. What does it look like today? I'm ashamed. Like, I, what, what I want my personal Today. What do I want it to look like today? Today. Not tomorrow. Not today, next Today, I want years, my personal today. life to, uh, it would be nice to have some companionship, but I'm not hurting over it. <laughs> Very I, Capricorn I'll, of you. I listen, I will not lose sleep over, over but companionship. But what you want today? What I want today, like I said, it would be nice. because, And I'm saying it would be nice because I don't want companionship. The option of it is alluring. The option of it is nice. Um, I want... You're making a face, but I'm with her, so... You know, I don't <laughs> want the one. I'm right there. Okay. Um, oh, I would want to live in a, in a sky rise... Mm. apartment Swanky. with a doorman where i don't know i don't know close your eyes and picture it are you in la or are you in new york are you in chicago the sears tower sears are you in tower, atl with asante mm. um, or his parents at least um i don't know maybe by coastal because i always said that i would never buy like a mansion mm-hmm. i'd like to have places in every all of my favorite cities if i could what are your favorite cities New Orleans, Chicago, yes. um, Los Angeles, and maybe New York. So four different places mm-hmm. that I'd manage um, instead of shelling out the money to buy, you know, some Chateau Chere. Mm-hmm. I don't need that. I don't want that. Um, so, yeah, that, that's what I see my living situation, uh, me being a, a talk show host. And it, I really don't care if, it, if I'm one of the girls on The View or I'm busting out of the double doors like Wendy. I don't care if I'm on a panel or solo. But I'd love to be a talk show host and not a political commentator, specifically pop culture. I mean, I'd weigh in on politics like the girls at The View. Um, And that is what I'd want my life to look like today. And maybe a Stedman. The option of it is nice, but that is not something that I necessarily... So Stedman is companionship, but not necessarily marriage. No, I'd want to be married. Okay. (laughs) I'd want it on paper. All right. Uh, uh, Come on, documentation. But I go back and (laughs) I go back and forth. By the time this airs, I may want common law marriage. What if I said today, Mm. right now in the present? What about you, Asante? What What do I want today, right now in the present? What in a perfect world? What would your life look like? 
right now? Um, in a perfect world, my life would look like um, I would be, first of all, I would have an amazing apartment in New York. Uh, mm. I live in Harlem right now. I, I like the area that I live in. But I just would like to live in a brownstone. Ooh. I really, really wish I lived in a brownstone in Harlem. Like, there's brownstones all over. They're very pretty. I Those just, blocks? Yes, I just love them. And some of the brownstones randomly, like, will have, like, a, a plot for, like, a plant or something out in the front, which I really think is dope. Um, the springtime? Just summer in New York, it's very hot and sweltering, but it's very, uh, there's something about it. It's different. There's an energy in New York City that, that I love. i visit, come in the summertime. You would love it. There's, like, it's concerts. Drunk in the summer. Yeah, it's it's you're just it's so hot that you drink the entire time. Yeah. So. I mean, it's it, listen, LA's no cakewalk. It's like the devil's ass. No, 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 no. Yeah. It's New York but summer is like you guys are smellier though, because you all are a bit more yeah, of a dirtier this, city than the us. trash. Well, see, is outside on the curb, of that, I'm from stinking. Atlanta, right? And Atlanta, the heat is more humid, so like there's a little bit Same of moisture to it. But in New York, it's just hot. Like the heat is just trapped in between the buildings, and it's not Ooh. like. It's not like a, a fun so like. So I need braids so can... that my lace doesn't slide back. Right. You don't feel like Beyonce. You don't feel like you standing on the sun. It's not like can you feel the heat on my skin? It's like all right, this is burning. It's, it's too all around hot. you. Yes. And it smells. And yes. And it's kind of odd because you would want to be in a place where they have proper air conditioning, but New York City has the worst air conditioning, and it's the hottest place in the world. It's odd. Um, but in a perfect world, I would have a great brownstone in New York City, and I would be by coastal. Central air. Uh, central of air, course. absolutely. Mm-hmm. I would actually have to have my place gutted and central air installed into so that's it. That's also absolutely. for which me would be worth with it. my places. Which would be worth it in New York City. I would definitely pay top dollar to have central air mm-hmm. installed. Because where I've lived now, uh, the first few years I didn't have AC. And then I got a window unit. And I don't know if the, and that, that thing is janky. I have a janky. window unit and it doesn't leave past my living room. The, like my bedroom has fans everywhere. Oh my gosh. That's the trillest living ever. Everywhere in Atlanta I feel like has central air. Like I feel like it's yeah. a standard. It's a standard. I mean, yeah. Okay. I would also have a, a nice car. Ooh. Um, I in hate, New York? I was going to say, I hate driving in New York City, but I would have a nice... If I lived in a place where there was parking, I would love to have... What a, kind of car? I'd have a driver. So, I'm real, like, simple but swanky. It would be like an infinity... It would mm. be an infinity truck, probably. Okay. Um, Something like that. Like I, a small SUV? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I like... I just need a really nice car. You don't need car. one of them big body ass cars. Right. No, I just re- need a really nice car that I can get around in and something I can blast my music in. Because gotcha. one thing about me is a song is really hot to me when you can turn it all the way up and blast it. It's riding very, very slow in the city. So mm-hmm. that's what my life would look like. My business life would be, um, because I live in New York City, I would have to be bi-coastal, so I would have to take projects in different cities. Mm-hmm. I would love to um, I would love to take acting projects. I would love to take more music gigs. Whether it's, really? Yeah, I would love to do... Um, I When I went to high school, I, it was a acting program for theater acting, but I would oh. love to get into like sitcoms. Is that why you moved to New York for acting? Uh, initially, when I moved to New York, I did say I was going to pursue acting. Okay. But when I got there, I said, well, everybody named Mama's doing this shit. And I'm Much sure. Much like Los Angeles. But uh, it didn't discourage me. It just made me say, I'll do this later. Like, New York was such an interesting mm. city to me. And I've always been about. Um, Were you want more Broadway or on camera? Um, so I was in a theater program in school, but mm-hmm. I always w- wanted to take the information from that and you and translate it on camera. Got it. But with that, when I moved to New York and found it to be such an interesting place, I said I can pursue acting because I can build perspectives, stories, and get all of that. So that's why I believe in, like, later. Like, I believe some people would be like, oh, you know, I've been here for X amount of time and I'm not doing nothing. You're just getting all the information that you need to get to the next. Mm. I so, hate a plateau because I often say that I uh, feel like I've, I've hit a plateau. My first two years I here, I wall. shot out like a rocket. And my most current two years here, I felt like it's kind of been a little stagnant. Despite me, I haven't been sitting around. 
it's like despite me you know making my moves and making my efforts i've done things but it just it's not moving at the pace of when i first got here well maybe I stayed booked maybe when that stagnant when that appears that means that there's room for you to be doing something that's just a sign or a signal for you to be doing something as opposed to it just being like oh damn i ain't did shit like i'm not gonna be doing shit that just means oh man i ain't did shit i need to be doing something yeah. mm-hmm. so at the very least it's a sign and maybe well that's kind of like my next question that. so what are you guys doing to manifest that whether that be emailing whether that be meditating whether that be you know asking friends for advice what are you guys doing actively to manifest what you want for me i know that i have been messing up really really bad with my spiritual practice uh because i'm supposed to be praying in the same spot at the same time for 40 days don't ask (laughs) but it's uh, it's something that's supposed to be like affirmative and i keep messing up and then also you guys know that i was reading a book on thought therapy and i have my affirmations huh t-h-o-t no, 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 no. I, was fine, I, was fine. I, I got that. I got that. <laughs> Do you? Um, but thought, T-H-O-U-G-H-T, <laughs> thought therapy. And I got my affirmations plastered to my damn bathroom mirror like Mary, Mary Jane, Jane Paul. Pauletta. Yes. They're all over my apartment But, before. you know, I struggle with adhering to those too. Like I've been working on trying to, because, you know, I know that the brain is a muscle and you have to flex it and exercise it. And even when things get rough, you still have to, Read, I try to read my affirmations aloud, but honestly, sometimes I just don't feel like so that's it. what you're the, not doing. But what are you actually hits. doing? Um, what I'm doing is I'm just trying to stay present. Now, honestly, I'm just trying to take each day as it comes yeah. because I get overwhelmed when I think about the larger picture. Mm-hmm. I really like my anxiety will just send me through the roof. So I try, I'm trying to pace myself, which is something that I'm not used to. And literally just take each day as it comes right. and just be like, you know, I don't care. And I, I reached a point where, I, where I've too. been trying to like not care about anything, which is very hard for me to do. And it might not even be healthy to do. <laughs> but L.A. for me has it can get so stressful that I literally just have to be like, I don't care. Yeah. I'll worry about it later. And There's you've been also tomorrow. active mm. with like putting yourself out there as well. Because you, you know, networking and like seeing oh, like, yeah, I don't who's play. here. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't and I've play. seen you in action at different parties and events that even it could be something totally different. But you will make sure that you, people will know who you are, what you stand for personally as well as professionally and how that could lead Damn to right. the next job or gig. And you're mm-hmm. really good at that. So I've well, that about you. Because I always don't feel that way. And a lot of that is performmative, if I'm being honest. I know. I feel like I have to turn it on when I enter a room. Cause everybody's but that's like, part of the job. It's part of LA culture. Room, you know when she's there. You know, she doesn't even have to say anything. So it's like, it's almost like an automatic thing for me. I don't even have to hype myself up. I could be in the shittiest mood in the car right there. And as soon as that door opens, See, she's I, on. I've become very bad at that. She's I used on. to be really it's good like at that. It's like a natural that. thing. Yes. Yeah, I used to be really good at that. But I think after so many industry parties, I just don't care. See, that I care. <laughs> but but see, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a professional dancing. girl. Right. I'm a professional girl. So if it's an industry party, naturally my subconscious is going to kick in and I'm going to care. If it's a kickback, of course free bar I don't care. And give me the shrimp. But no, if we're going to be networking, mm-mm, I care. I'm all in that thing. Yes, yeah. I'm Char. Here's my card. Yes, I do this, this, and this. What about I'll you, email you Monday. What are you actively <laughs> doing to get what you want um, and manifest what you want? I am, like I said, I believe that Sometimes if you make a lot of mistakes or if you fail, it can get back up again. Mm-hmm. It can it can cause you yes, to uh, gain the information to win the next time. So I'm one of those people that whenever I don't want to do something, I'll tell myself to do it. And like not just do it, like I'll do it full out. 
Like some people like fine and they'll finally do it, but I'll tell myself, okay, I'm gonna commit to this, but I'm going to do the whole thing. Cause I'm one of those people that I don't like doing shit. Like if you mm-hmm. ask if you ask me to like like my friend he has a wine shop, shout out to Moselle Pompet Wines. Like if Moselle he'll hit mm-hmm. me up and he'll be like, Hey, Samples. you know, come uh come do this. I'll be like, fine. <laughs> and then I'll show up bright eyed, bushy tail, and not only will I do it, but like I'll like exceed expectation. Absolutely. And it's not because I feel like I have to. But I know that I can. So it's like, why would you complain about doing something when you know that you're capable and you're blessed to be in a position to do something? Mm-hmm. Like, why not just do it? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like. Sin- and that's the thing to recognize as well. Yes. Recognizing what position that you're in. Yes. And Stay I watch a lot of those. Stay Stop I- swerving. Okay. It's a gospel song. Skr, skr, skr. <laughs> I watch swerving a lot of. It's a gospel song. It is a gospel song. I'll play it for you. <laughs> Maybe, we can int- Maybe we can interject it into this episode. It is a legit gospel song. I played it on Swerving's one of my YouTube. in the Bible? I didn't know that. I played it on one of my YouTube videos and the woman who sang it wrote me it's literally it's a dance stay in your lane stop swerving and they dip and wow i'll show you guys yes you guys look that up it's called stay in your lane the gospel song look it up on youtube and get a good laugh because they got full-on choreography and it's Mm. one of those old school choirs it's not one of these new school praise team mess it's a full (laughs) full choir but go ahead asante no i was just gonna say i watch a lot of uh those movies with the superheroes and I feel like sometimes you see them complaining about shit like Superman. Like they they have this responsibility and they're like, you know, why me? And it's like, Mm. why the fuck Mm. are you complaining? Why me? Like, just do that shit. Like you're in a position. your purpose. Exactly. So for me, I have to like tell myself, like, I need to stop asking myself why me? Because even in a bad situation, when you're asking yourself why me, you have to just remember, like, why not? Like, why not you? It could could have been anybody. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's you. So now what? Or as Fran says, what is this trying to teach me? Which I struggle with. What is this moment trying to teach Mm. me? Because these last few weeks have not been easy for me. I've been going through it and it's not my fault. I'm not victimizing myself, but it is someone who has been at the forefront of the news. Who's not Roseanne. Who's a man who did a lot of foul shit to a lot of women. And it, came from the top down and I ended up losing an opportunity that I was banking on to work on a show because the show got scrapped. Well, it moved networks, it moved production companies. And so these last few weeks for me have been very, very trying, uh, but that's how production works. And uh, yeah, and so I've been I've been trying to get out of that why me space and, and try to really explore what is this trying to teach me, but it feels like I'm the constant punching bag. So that's why I have to take each day as it comes. But you're not the constant punching bag. Like it feels I, like I'm getting my ass whooped. But you're not getting your ass whooped. It certainly you, feels you might be getting protected. You you don't like I always Ooh. say Ooh. like you know you every missed opportunity is a blessing, whether you know that or not. Like there yeah. there are some days there have been like projects where I know I was gonna make like some money. <laughs> and then that shit just fall through and I'd just be like, that was some fucking bullshit. Like mm-hmm. like not to be rude or, or seem pretentious, but I would be like, damn, like I feel like I deserve that. Like I worked so hard and no, like, this I, was, I say that too. This yeah. was like my season, my time. But then I also have to say like I mean, and I hate to be like the what if guy because now I don't got to really worry about it at all anyway. But then I'm, I also say like, what if I ended up working in a situation and I hated it? And then I committed myself to two years just because I thought it was a really great opportunity mm-hmm. yeah. when I could have only committed to six months and, you, and then renegotiate my stuff. So I can, right. Absolutely. Yeah. I look at that woman in um, the woman that played Wonder Woman. She got paid only... X amount of dollars. Like, I just forgot her name. I, I want to say... Uh, that was your Woman Crush Wednesday. Uh, Gaia uh, something no. Godot. Something Godot. Yeah, yeah, Gadot. yeah. Gal Gadot. Yeah, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. <laughs> she, I, I feel like she only made six figures for doing uh, three movies. Three right. of those big, action-packed, top-grossing movies. 
as opposed to her ass deciding to just sign up for one and make a certain amount of money, she has to make this amount of money for three movies. So she kind of like takes a hit. Mm-hmm. So as opposed to her saying like, all right, I'm going to just sign up for this one movie, see how it goes, then we can renegotiate. She took a hit as opposed to like being lit, like that being the shit that negotiates the rest of her career. Yeah. Bird, can we take a pause here? Jace has to run to the restroom. Good. I need... All right. Well, now, Asante, I have just a few questions for you, and then we're going to get into our game, which is Asante's advice. Oh, Lord. (laughs) So, Asante, the questions (laughs) that I have for you are along the lines, like they're thematically along the lines with the topics that we had today. So, with the Friend Zone Live, it's tomorrow... Where is it? Do you know where it's going to be at? Asante don't know nothing about the show. I don't know nothing about nothing. I know that everything is at thefriendzonelive.com. You can get all of the information. You can get tickets. The only thing that you cannot get are the VIP tickets because the show sold out. But I do know that the show is going to be at the Writers Guild Theater, and it's at 135 South Doheny Drive. Okay. Is that how you say it? Doheny. Doheny. Okay. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. Look. This is like when I moved to New York. Doheny, yeah. I've seen it, but I've never had to say it out loud. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's how the GPS pronounces it. See, that's like in Brooklyn, Kosciuszko or Kosciuszko. You Hmm? never heard of that one? What neighborhood is that in? It's off the J after Myrtle. I don't hate the J. That's like Oprah. She was born in... (laughs) The brown line? Oprah was born in um, Kosciuszko, Mississippi. Oh, excuse me? Oprah was born in Kosciuszko, Mississippi, January 29th, 1954, I believe. Come through for the the Harpo (laughs) trivia. Oh, yes. You know, Oprah was in Chicago. Yes. As was I. She inspired Mm -hmm. this. I used to use my mom's roll-on deodorant as a microphone and walk (laughs) from arm to arm of the couch saying, back in a moment. (laughs) That's a story for another day, though. I can't wait Um, for the Char biopic. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be an interesting one. Mm -hmm. I just hope I'll make a cameo. Uh, (laughs) Right. So, um, so yes, the Friend Zone Live is tomorrow. And like Asante said, the VIP tickets are gone. But guess what? We have two VIP tickets that we want to give away. Mm. Yes. The VIP includes a meet and greet. That's, that's right. You get to meet Dustin, Fran, and Asante. And that's then, of right. course, At the same the damn time. So, Jace, what are the rules for this, for this contest that we're doing? So, for those of you who do not have Twitter, sorry, folks. Um, or, you know, you can use Instagram, too. I guess we'll include, you shade them earlier. Um, so Twitter, no, and Instagram. <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, so basically, what you have to do is tweet your favorite or Instagram your favorite Beyonce lyric, as well as the flyer for Kissintel 100, Cat 100 that's happening. That's our show happening the next day, with the hashtag Kiss Asante. So just to repeat, tweet or Instagram mm-hmm. us. Oh no, not us! Because no, we'll, we'll check the hashtag. The, we'll the Jesus, hashtag. don't do that! To, don't, don't don't do Char says. <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, your favorite Beyonce lyric using hashtag Kiss Asante mm-hmm. and repost the Kiss and Tell live. And uh, if you looked up K A T one hundred, you'll find the flyer hashtag everywhere. K A T one hundred. Our show is the following day, so the Friend Zone is live out of Los Angeles on Saturday, and then Kiss and Tell is live out of Los Angeles on Sunday. Yes. It's like pod, Black Podcast Weekend. Yes, oh, it's booming. Black mm-hmm. So what can we expect booming. from you all's live show? You can expect tons of fun. You can expect some uh, healthy advice to take home with you to either your loved one, whether it's a significant other or a family member or a best friend. Or a you dog. can take home some laughs. Uh, we're actually going to have a guest performance, so there's going to oh, be yes. some uh, musical talent in the building. It's going to be a celebration of blackness and all things fun and all things mental health and wellness. I'm ready. I can't wait to get there. I need to decide on what I'm wearing. 
Um, <laughs> Me too, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so what motivated you? Earlier you spoke to how you were serving in New York and then you later uh, quit because you became dependent on it and you didn't really need it. So what motivated you? I feel like you already answered this, but this was on my question list. Mm-hmm. What motivated you to quit that job? Because you just do the friend zone now, right? <laughs> When a woman's fed up. <laughs> I was tired. I was sick and I was tired of that job. Uh, a lot of things motivated me to put things into place so friends could come along. And I wanted to give it my best, my all. And I wasn't able to do that while I was working that job as well. And I felt like that job, I outgrew it. Yeah. It wasn't that I became too good. I just couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't. Uh, holding people accountable in a business setting, in a professional setting, if they're not going to meet you where you're at and mm-hmm. you're just going to continue to kill yourself and it's not even your company, you're wasting your time. And so I told myself I need to stop wasting my own time and I need to continue to put my input and my value into a place mm-hmm. where it's valued. And that was the podcast mm-hmm. where I, I share a space with two other people and we all share the common, uh, we share the common, I want to say common hood because I hate to be, uh, like, <laughs> I don't want to say, like, brotherhood or sisterhood or family, but, like, commonhood. Right. Like wanting to do good or great things in our community. Yeah. Like, we want to do great things for people that listen to the show. We don't want to just make something funny or something dumb and then make a quick buck off of it. Yeah. We want people to grow from it. We want, mm-hmm. we want people to share it with each other so they can learn together. We don't want to, like, grow above and surpass and be bullshit. And I think right. that's important. You guys are very true to your brand. I really yeah, do enjoy a lot of show. people don't think like a, people push shit out all the time, and they don't really think about what it is that they're putting what out. What is your the intention? Content. Speaking mm-hmm. of Oprah, intention. She made her producers at Harpo when she had the Oprah Winfrey show. When they had to, when they presented a, a show pitch to her, they also had to present what is the intention behind this show. Absolutely, and that determined whether she was going to do it or not. What do you intend to to convey to What's the viewer? Point? What do you want to get out of this? Mm. Which is like an extra homework assignment. I would hate to be one of her producers. Okay. Because you got to stay number one. So, you know, I want to give away cars. What's the intention? (laughs) And does it align with my views? You know how Oprah Mm. is. Um, Okay. So also, Asante, in what ways do you practice self-care? And what's your spiritual practice? (laughs) Oh, yes. Uh, I wish you didn't ask that second part right there. I was all like, smoking. Smoking (laughs) is my self-care. Oh, there you Um, go. Honestly, that could be your spiritual practice. Right. Honestly, it really herbal is. remedies. I'm one of those people that I didn't start smoking until my adulthood. Okay. Like I didn't start smoking until three or four years ago. Oh, like, so like 25, 26. Yes. Okay. I, I told myself like I'd always been like on a natural high, but I'd always been an overthinker and over talker. I'd always moved at 100 miles per hour. Wow. Me. But I found myself when I smoked, it slowed me down. It was mm-hmm. able to take thoughts a little bit slower and get what I needed when I needed it. But also coming with that, you know, sometimes you forget your thoughts because they move so damn slow. Okay. You know, you're leaving some of them behind. But part of my self-care was me needing to remove doubt, whether it was self-doubt or whether it was doubt instilled from outside forces. And me being a, a me being a Southerner, hospitality is instilled in me. Like everywhere I go, I'm like, thank you. Hello. Like when you look somebody in the face in New York, they're looking away because they think you want to buy something. Right. Or like they, they want to sell you, you something. You want to sell, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But when I'm looking at somebody in the face, it's because we in the same neighborhood and we both black. So we should just speak. Like, yeah. I feel hey, like that's doing? just polite. So not even how you doing? Hey, you know. Yeah. Because it don't even have to be all of that. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like, oh, what's up? Nod your head something. Yeah. So I've had to tell myself that I need to reset my own intention, whether it aligns with other people's or not. So if Mm. I'm going to come into something and I'm going to say, like, this is what I want from it. When I meet other people and I can feel that they don't want the same thing, 
I used to be one of those people that would just be like, all right, well, I failed. Like, now I'm not going to get anything from this. As Mm -hmm. opposed to saying, like, okay, you know what? This is my intention, and even though I don't feel that from this person, this is, like, I'm going to stick to my guns, and I'm going to leave this the same way that I came into it, how I was feeling. And that's, like, something I have to teach myself, like, on a regular basis. Yeah, I'd imagine that that takes a fair amount of practice. Oh, yes. You have always, I've known you, you know, we first met at The Read a few years ago. Maybe two years ago two three years ago and then the, has, the <laughs> hashtag mason brunch right, oh, the, brunch, the yes. hashtag mason brunch last year Ooh, notorious notorious um mary j blanche was there yes mm-hmm. as was cookie johnson uh, yes yes and sean robinson she's and, an anchor and nina parker yes and nina. <laughs> it was a star-studded hey, brunch um so i wanted to ask you because every time hold you, on were you there for the bill no, no, they had already okay. paid him. He's did heard about it. I did pay. I did pay. Listen, I remember I paid before I left. There was a PayPal confirmation. I can even go back and get the receipt. <laughs> right, like, come on. I'm one we of those. We are still reeling from that because <laughs> it was an ordeal, but I don't even want to go down. I don't. Even, let's, I'm sorry. Let's cut that over. I don't even want to say her name. Beyonce said that about fair, about Latavia one time. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> well. they said, have you seen any of the former members? And Kelly was like, I saw Latavia in the mall and Beyonce. Beyonce cut her off and she's like, I'm sorry, cut that over. I don't even want to say her name. <laughs> Next question. Well. But uh, anywho, so with every interaction, <laughs> with every interaction and every observation and even listening to the friend zone, you seem like uh, an overall, just a, a happy, positive person. Yes. In what ways do you deal with, in what productive ways do you deal with discourse? Because I know that Life isn't all full of rainbows and marshmallows Absolutely and lilies and daisies. <laughs> so in what ways? Because I, I I can't imagine you mad. I hate to say that. It but happens. I, I, I know it does because you're <laughs> human. But I'm saying in my interaction with you and from what I've seen how you interact with others and from the podcast, I just don't see it. So how do you deal with discourse when it arises in your life? You know, this is going to sound really fucked up and not it's not the entire mm-hmm. truth, but it's most of my truth. Life is simple. Like, it's easy. Like, all you have to do is live. So when some bad shit comes, all you need to say is, this is what I do every time something really fucked up or bad happens. And this isn't the initial thought, but it's probably like the intent behind most of them. Something bad is here. It don't matter because you've been through some bad shit and you're still here. So mm. all you got to do is make it through this bad shit. And I'm still and here. Look, I'm still here. <laughs> okay. There's something to that because... I everybody may has. My, I may add that to my bathroom mirror because I. It's Tuesday for me. I'm everybody not coping with negative stuff. I'm everybody not. has been through some shit. Every like there are people that will come up to you or you, you know in your life and they feel like the shit that they're going through is ten times harder than the shit that you're going through. Yeah. And you know what? It might be. And yeah. sometimes in those instances, I have to say, well, thank the Lord, I don't have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And then I have to say to myself, well, at least I can get over what I'm going through. Right. Now, in some of those instances, like someone's complaining to you, like, girl, I have to deal with something that is ten times harder than that. And then you might be able to, like, work backwards and work through that shit. Or you might be able to say, this is so overwhelming, I'm going to minimize it. Mm-hmm. And some of those times when you minimize those problems, you can fix them, like, little by or little. Or you can suppress them. That's a dangerous slope. And blow and up five up, years later. I show up in other <laughs> I say minimize. I don't mean suppress. And I know those sound similar, but I say minimize as in it's you can kind serious. of, like, one thing that Fran used to always say on the show is zoom out. 
right? Mm. So, like, when you zoom out, you can kind of Boom. really map out what you can control and what you can't. So, if your problem is something annoying and hard, but you can't control it, are you going to worry about that problem? Are you going to do as much as you can to fix what you can about that problem and then let whatever happened happen? You know what? And that's something that I'm learning at 30. And my dad always says that say. life is not meant I to be happy. Day. You don't have to be embarrassed. We're all learning different things every day. And that's the and that's okay. That's the great thing about life, right? That's the great thing about having friends because everybody's experience is different. Yeah. So something that you might be going through that you might find hard, somebody might have gone through and they might be able to help you. Yeah, I literally I'm I'm learning now. That's out of my control. Yeah. Right. That's out of, it's bugging the shit out of me. If you're always trying to be happy and can acknowledge that life is shady sometimes, then that'll fuck you up. I'm what? Like, if you can't acknowledge that life is supposed to be shitty sometimes, like, it's not always going to be on a high. Like, it has its ups and downs. And well, then, that, that, I'm telling you, that's what, what messed me up. Because for the most part, it was on a, a high. My childhood was great. Adolescence was great. 20s, early 20s was fantastic. Um, and but, it just, it, it was, I want to say as soon as 26 hit, you know, I experienced a little turbulence. And I've been dealing with it ever since. You know what it is, though? It's growing pain. So, because you had it so good for so long. Now that you're experiencing like this moment of turbulence, when you get to that next point, you won't even have to worry about stuff for a while. Ooh, let us pray. Black Jesus. And I'll humble your ass. Shout out to Jennifer Lewis. I am. I'm, I've always been humble. Because in New York, like people, they see me and I'm happy go lucky, but like I don't have the easiest life. Like I have not had no the easiest life. No one in New York life. does. I mean, nobody in New York does. The whole I mean, thing no is one does, fuck. period. But there even are people, in Dubuque, Iowa. Like, you remember on Sex in the City, they used to joke about living in fucking, like, rooms for closets, like, closets yeah, for a fucking yeah. apartment. That's real. I have seen those. I have, like, rented rooms. Like, I have, like, done that. I've been there. And I know people that still do that. And I'm still there in certain aspects. And I think to myself, like, I can either think that this is hard. Or I can look at this shit as amazing because I could have more, which means I need I make more money, but then I have to pay more bills or more taxes. Yeah. So that's more shit to worry about. Mm-hmm. So, or I could just be happy that I ain't got to worry about that shit so I can make all the moves I want to make now. I can travel all the, ta- all the damn time. I don't have to take off time from work. My work <laughs> is traveling. Right. So it's like I'm blessed as hell. And it's paid for. Yeah. People talk about the bad things about working with your friends. I work with my friends. So as much as that could be bad, there's great have. things. Yeah. Consistently. Like two sometimes three sometimes four different tours with different people like amazing yeah what what do i have to complain about so when bad shit does come to me come to me i think to myself i can complain about this one bad thing or this one fucked up thing that's happening right now whether it's a problem with somebody that i really love and you know wish we weren't having issues whether it's a project that's falling through that i you know put most of my eggs into and i put most of my money into so now i'm not gonna get a return on that investment or I can say I'm not getting that money back and I wasted it. So now I know that I don't have to waste money to make money or mm-hmm. I can build towards something else that's going to give me the character of knowing I put my own money into it. So now I want this harder the next time. Yeah. Everything is a lesson. Everything. Right. Everything. Even a fucked up ass breakup is a lesson. That's why when I leave Ooh. niggas behind, you, you, you leave a nigga and you don't look back. Sometimes you'll look back. I, 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 but when you look back, it's to remind yourself of why you're why going you're forward. There. Right. I just that from now on. Woo! <laughs> Do you have any hidden talents? Um, mm. Run this and tell, by the way. I can, I can read... <laughs> <laughs> so, just just saying this is so dumb and I picked a really bad place to stop um, I can read subtitles on anime really I, I, wait I can, what so, so this is, like this is really read dumb Japanese? I, can, I can play music like I play trap music and okay. I watch anime with the subtitles on and that's a hidden talent so you me. watch anime mute 
while yep. you're playing the trap music, yep. and you are thoroughly and, entertained. Yep, and I can understand what's going on because I can. What read language is that in? Well, Chinese, like, Japanese. Are you so you whatever. read all the different languages? No, I can't read the the characters. Like the anime will be, they'll be talking that language, and I can read the English while oh, the still e- gotcha. enjoying and listening. I'll sure like, the subtitles. Enjoying the future in no, the background. Yeah, exactly. And, and the I was like, you read Korean because some people don't. No, I can't. I was about to say, damn, I was like, <laughs> wow, that is a Korean, Japanese. Not yet though. Yeah. My, one of my dreams is in 2020, I want to go to Japan for like maybe two months. Make it happen. Manifest it. I got I my passport. Am. So if you need me to hey. come along, I can I get can them just stamps. Book my <laughs> just um, a little known fact when you were talking about getting your passport earlier, I wanted to sing Beyonce's Worldwide Woman, which was a bonus track on her album. I'm a worldwide woman. Mm-hmm. WWW. You can go. I will. I am a worldwide woman. That's I can right. get up and go. If it's like a Mac, you want to maximize your full potential. It's been an deal i'm not kidding y'all better get y'all paperwork information um so asante i was inspired since you're here uh every wednesday you all know that we those listening or those first timers uh we record on wednesdays and the show drops on fridays and (laughs) also every wednesday one of my favorite accounts i was introduced to them through (laughs) season one of iyanla fix my life it's where the iconic gif of not on my watch yes. comes from. She was fixing the six brown chicks, which, which is a Chicago-based. Uh, <laughs> you know where this is going, Asante? A Chicago-based uh, blog group made compiled of six different black women, um, and they had a show on a network that I inter- that I interned for. But anywho, so this game that I wanted to play, I wanted to do something different because normally we play Would You Rather or Fuck Mary Kill or this or that. But Damn. I wanted to do Asante's advice. And so every Wednesday. <laughs> to the ratchet tree. Every Wednesday they, the they do SBC <laughs> chat. And so today I took all eight questions from their SBC chat. SBC chat. Six brown Six chicks chat. Okay, okay, okay. And Hashtag. I want to know what Asante, what what advice he would dish out to these people. Are I mean, you ready? Before you say that, are you familiar with Six Brown Chicks. I am not. Okay, Woo! so the ooh, ghetto. Okay, <laughs> well get ready. Child, yes. the ghetto. So Asante, <laughs> you Ashar. Answer, answer what comes at the top of your mind. We don't Lamborghini. Want it, um, oh, sorry. <laughs> so question one. Question. Dating this female for about four months. No, she introduces I'm out. Me. Listen. <laughs> She the rules are you can't answer to the end. <laughs> I'm gonna start over. You guys, we've been sipping some. What is this? Pinot Grigio. We, 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 Pinot. Yes. Shout out to Austin. Listen, Asante. We need. Okay. A, <laughs> we need Asante's advice. Okay. Dating this female for about four months. She introduces me to her grandma. She lives with her grandma. <laughs> grandma says to her in front of me. Are y'all dating or is this one of those dates you do for wigs and money? She says <laughs> Granny gets confused. Help. What? <laughs> wait, I can't keep up wait, with that one. Wait. So he's dating. There's a, there's a he or a she dating a woman. Yes. They go over the woman's house. The woman lives with the grandma. The grandma says in front of the date, mm-hmm. it, to the date, you know, to the to the granddaughter, is this one of, wait, what's the quote? Are y'all dating, or is this one of those dates you do for wigs and money? The date then turns to the girl. Then turns to her date and says that her granny gets confused. Help. 
So this is the the person that's dating the girl. That I, must, I must be slow. That wrote in. I mean, so what? So it's like <laughs> Granny is calling you out. Yeah. So is that the, the, say that you're dating someone, Jace? Uh-huh. You go to their house. They uh-huh. live with the grandparent, and the grandparent then turns to them and says, "Are y'all mm-hmm. actually dating, or is this one of those dates that you you use for for credit cards and wigs?" Got it. Okay. I was thinking, so what advice like, would you dish out for a to drag them? queen on the side? No, was, these are I was thinking no. way too deep. I mean, <laughs> this really falls on the person writing in. So if they <laughs> are just like on a date, you know, to get some, then why not look to the granny and say, "Yeah, like <laughs> I mean, because you know, if you're in that type of situation, you know what you got to do to get some." So. What if you're seriously dating? What if you are seriously dating someone and their grandma puts them on blast with some trifling accusations? We can have the talk in front of the grandma because we're not going out no more. Oh, moving on. Question two. (laughs) You weren't buying wigs and money. (laughs) Like, like, oh, like you going on dates for wigs and money with people that's not me? Oh, no. I mean, listen, a good unit is a lot. It is a lot, but you know, depending on how much you really like the woman, you're gonna spend that money so they ain't looking crazy next to you. Question two. I'm a newlywed, and I recently connected with a mutual friend of ours. We've slept together, oh. and our connection is stronger than what I have with my husband. You're trash. I'm pregnant and not sure who the father is. What to do? I mean, you gotta you gotta tell your damn husband because you're gonna have to deal with that sooner or later. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think you need sooner to start rather there. than later. Sooner rather than later. <laughs> and depending know? on what type of man you got, he might stick around for that child. But don't don't honestly. He Newlywed. He might be a some, Ralph Angel. Some. Ooh. Remember Ralph Angel with Blue on Queen Sugar? Hashtag give me sugar. Question three. Mm. Talking to a guy and within a few days he gave me oral sex. Later I found out he has a wife and a kid. I told him that I have her number and that I'll tell what he did if he doesn't confess. Am I going too far or nah? Yes, you're going too far. You mm-hmm. swallow, you're not pregnant. No, <laughs> they, happy. they perform, the guy performed oral sex. Oh, so she's fine. The per- yeah, Are he, they fine? he or she or what, that. What, they fine. <laughs> you good. Just just leave their ass alone. It's that simple. Like you, you said, you have it could all be that, so simple. You have the receipt that they that you didn't know. So if they other person come calling, me, you can be like, look, I ain't knowing. When I found out, I told them to tell you to say my business. Call your husband. Question four: Dating a former serial cheater. He's pretty up. He's still cheating. He's still <laughs> listen, a cheater. Listen. <laughs> He's trash. Rapid fire dating, is too hot. <laughs> dating a former, they put Blow former back. in all caps. Dating a formal se- former serial cheater. They put it in all caps because they're convincing themselves. Asante, listen <laughs> to the question. Okay. I heard them caps. <laughs> He's pretty upfront with me about the past. Problem. He doesn't invite me around his friends and he saves random sexy girl pics as screensavers, etc. When I mention these things to him, he says I'm insecure. Advice? He got a main girlfriend. You ain't the one. Question five. I'm six months pregnant. I found a cell video of my man in the back seat of my car with another female. A third female was filming it. Uh, after sex, <laughs> she t- <laughs> damn. After sex, she takes his phone and films him sexing the other girl. No condom in sight. He apologized and says he was high on meth. Help. Leave his ass. And by the way, you about to have twins. <laughs> I mean, your, your, your baby about to have a brother with some other hoe. Oh. Or the maybe two twins. of them shit. Mm-hmm. At the same damn time. Question six. This was my favorite one because I, scr- I literally oh, no. screamed in Starbucks. <laughs> literally screamed. Question six. <laughs> 
After his NBA team lost, me and my hubby were play fighting. Me. Told you we'll spank that ass. He then bends over, puts his face on the pillow and his ass in the air and says, spank it, daddy. Spank it hard. He did that a little too well. Should I be concerned? <laughs> no words. <laughs> I'm like, I heard crickets. I mean, I, <laughs> I literally screamed in Starbucks and I read that one. I mean, because the answer is yes. <laughs> I just don't really know how to tell you or what concern to tell you because... You know, some guys do like that from women. Let me tell you something. If I'm I've with a man. Or men. If I'm I with mean, a man. I mean, mostly that, yes. But he not only did, he didn't say spank it, mommy. He misgendered her and said daddy. Right. Role playing. No, 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 Not in my damn house. Uh-uh. We gonna have a conversation. But moving on. Question seven. I've seen some videos. The My Vista Bookmarts was looking like some other things. Oh. Tell me. Question seven. Finally moved in with my girl. We've been together for about one and a half years. Told her she should, she could throw her sex toys away because I'm there full time now. She then asked, but how will I orgasm? My soul left my body. All this time she's been faking. Advice? <laughs> Shit. It's school classes in session. Make her teach you how to uh, give her the O. Mm-hmm. Learn. And we Amen. ain't talking O for you. Have, have Tyra yell at you. Learn from this. <laughs> the final question for this week's SBC chat. We gonna come back to that when we done too. <laughs> final right. question. After he got caught with drugs, he did it. She put he or she puts in parentheses. He did it. Mm. My baby daddy is coming home. He tells me on our last call, "I miss you so much. I ain't had sex in six months." The problem is he's been in jail for eight months. Uh, Shit ain't adding up. Advice. What the hell? What what in the love after lockup hell? Listen. Okay, map this out for me. <laughs> he he's been locked up for eight months and he says, I've missed you so much I hadn't had sex in six. So he has a bitch in prison or Nah, then he lying for real because he's still having sex or he's been having sex. Mm-hmm. When he first entered, maybe. No pun intended, but I'm... I was going to say, well, I guess the other people's doing the entering now. Is that why So you doing the bending? Shout out to For Colored Girls, Janet oh, Jackson. I was like, what is oh that? <laughs> Look. I was like, what is that? <laughs> oh, my God. That was so problematic. So she turned around and said, so you uh, doing the bending? <laughs> that cough was horrific. That was the worst date ever. Asante, thanks for playing with me. That was a fun game. I, I just knew I'd get a kick out of uh, your responses. Sure. Good old SBC chat. Follow sure. that hashtag. Every Show Wednesday. those ladies some support. Every Wednesday it goes down and it is, woo, and child, the ghetto. Always a shit show. And let's double back to that one just before we. Which one? The, the sex the one toy one. About the sex toy. Okay. Men, if your partner has expressed to you that you are not pleasing them, learn. Yeah. Just learn. It's that simple. Can they keep the sex toys? Yes. Yes. Okay. It's yes. A, Amen. Rather the toy than a person. I agree. I agree. I'd rather you be scrambling cause out of embarrassment to put your toys away or some shit than scrambling then, uh, to try to, to hide put another, someone right. somebody in the closet. Ooh, Rufus, she don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm this bitch right now. I can't. Iconic. Oh, rest in peace, Robert. Rest um, in peace. So before we go, Jace has the L, I mean, the KAT kudos, and then we're up out of here. All right, time for the Kiss and Tell kudos. So, 
This week's KAT Kudos goes to Brandon Wolf, who is actually one of the survivors. So this past week, we had the two-year anniversary of the pole shooting down in Orlando, Florida um, mm, mm, mm. on June 12, 2016. And one of the survivors, his name is Brandon Wolf, and he has dedicated his life to gun reform since that incident. And so he told it, he had an interview at the Huffington Post, and he said, personally, I'm not anti-gun, um, but our Second Amendment is uniquely American. I understand that people have a passion around it. But what I will say is that the law in this country do not work. And so he has been very active in the community. It um, sounds like a contradiction, but go ahead. <clears throat> I'm not going to criticize him too hard. I don't think it's a contradiction. I don't think the Second Amendment is wrong, but the way that it's set up right now is a mess. And so he's it needs been... To be, uh, ratif- what is it? Rewritten. Ratif- it does. Because it's very Most dated. It certainly does. Um, but he's been very active in the community, so I want to give him the kudos this week. So it's Brandon Wolf. Look him up, and he actually has an interview on the Huffington Post, like I said earlier, and just kind of find out some more about him. Congratulations, Brandon Wolf. Amen. Did you know that the Huffington Post officially changed their name to just HuffPost? Really? I don't know when it happened, hmm. but they're just, I still call him Huffington because I know them through Ariana Huffington, but they're Ugh. just HuffPost now. Um, so, yeah, really hmm. quick reminder, the Friend Zone Live goes down tomorrow. Uh, you can visit, what's the website again, Asante? TheFriendZoneLive.com. FriendZoneLive.com. There are still a few tickets left. Jace and I are giving away two VIP meet and greet tickets. Yep. Um, all you have to do is use the hashtag KissAsante and tweet your favorite Beyonce lyric and share our flyer. It's going down for us on Sunday, June 17th, which we know is Father's Day. Our show is from 4 to 7, but we will not be talking. I think there's a lot of... Uh, confusion around that like four to five is like the cocktail hour mm-hmm. there'll be music oh, yeah playing, we have to get there alcohol oh yes and vip gets a glass of wine so yes. get your cocktail sip 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 there's vendors there we can there buy be, things yep. merch samples um, mm-hmm. oh yes and then the show starts promptly at five yeah doors so. open at seven i mean Oh, excuse me. Doors, doors open close at, at seven. Close at seven. <laughs> doors open at four Sto- show starts at five yes and it is going down we have smith of the Blog Boys podcast. We have Raw. And she is with um, Flint Can Drink Tears. So, again, 10% of all funds that are raised goes to help the incentive in Flint, Michigan to just bring awareness and water and resources to our brothers and sisters down in Flint. And we have Travel Anderson of the LA Times. They will all be on our panel. And NABJ. Pierre is hosting. Um, so, you know, the usual, it'll be crazy. So, yeah, it goes down Sunday. Well, you Saturday, June 16th with the Friend Zone. And then Sunday, June 17th with Kiss and Tell's 100th episode. Now, before we go, Woo! we have an announcement. My heart's pounding. Guys, thank you. This is not, I don't want to be too dramatic, but she this is. is our 100th show on Sunday and it's taken us so long to get to 100 because when the show first started we were doing it bi-weekly because Jace was bi-coastal so it wasn't a weekly podcast but we've been doing this consistently you remember Asante I know I was about to say I remember I met him on the other coast Mm -hmm. really that's right (laughs) at a church at a church basement I, yes we can save that one <laughs> what for the in next the sister time. mary clarence we can we can Ooh. revisit that for the next time okay <laughs> well we've been doing this uh consistently for the past three years and we are approaching our 100th episode and with that 100th episode will come a kiss and tell hiatus That's we'll be kissing right. and telling off the air we're going on break for a few months and then we will be back. We do not have a solid date of return for you all right now, but we'll tweet it when the time uh, comes up. But yeah, so 
If that's not more incentive for you to get your tickets for Sunday, then you need to. And also visit. Thank you. And congrats to you because you had 10 million streams on SoundCloud. So that's how I know it is not easy to Uh -uh. do 100 episodes. So Uh kudos to you for all the hard work. Thank you so much. That's a testament to you two and the hard work that you've been putting in because I've been seeing y'all both work. Yeah. Thank you. And this year we've had a Mm -hmm. guest every week. Every single week. That we book. So Mm -hmm. we have a booking agent. Except for one week. Um, Thanks, bird. (laughs) Right. Thanks for throwing that shit in our face. But um, so, yeah. So all in all, like I said, not to be too dramatic, but we are taking a break. So after, I guess, next week. KT100. That'll be it. So not it it but just like it well I mean I already made four. that clear I already made that clear That'll season be it four will be bigger and better and we're excited for it so it's, thank you guys so much for just tuning in every single week the tweets the text messages the DMs just thank you for all the of those dragging. the dragging the dragging <laughs> sometimes we need that um, healthy interaction the- so thank you and there's plenty it's a podcast so it's not a radio show you could go back and there's plenty of episodes to listen to yes um, we've had Daryl Stevens Tracy Toms Asante We've had some good people this season. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. Take a listen and thanks for joining us. And do, do not forget to enter our contest because this show goes up on Friday if you're in L.A. And the Friend Zone starts at what, like 5 p.m. on Saturday? So if y'all Doors want these No, seven. 7. Oh, it's at yeah. 7. It's at 8. Okay. Well, y'all still got like, what, a couple hours. Okay. So <laughs> make sure that you tweet because, like I said, I have two VIP tickets to give away. So, yeah. Thanks for joining us. Asante, tell everyone where they can find you on social media. You can find me at Hey Asante. That's H-E-Y-A-S-S-A-N-T-E on Instagram and Facebook. And you can find me on the road with my newest show called If I Were a Rapper, which I have been doing in New York City. Congrats. Um, Thank you very much. I'm doing a couple more shows this year in New York. And then I think next year I'm going to potentially bring it to the West Coast. But I definitely want to go down south to... Yeah, yeah. Oh, I want to go to the down south one. I don't want to be here. It's a musical comedy game show. So anywhere where I feel like there's like a musical hub, I feel like there's a need for the show to be. So L.A. definitely has a good music scene. (laughs) Why why are you rolling your eyes? Charles may be in New York by that time. I'm biased. In her Upper West Side. Well, Southern hip hop, you know, maybe I'm biased, but I do feel it is the best. But even Chicago has its own scene as well. No, no, no. You will not be doing if I were a rapper the Drill Chief Keef edition. No, we won't be doing that. I, I can still. Th- we don't th- do look, the There were some John Legend R&B features on Common. <laughs> oh. I'm telling Chance. you, Chance, C, old Kanye. C, if you want right. to bring that, if you want to revive that, you know, we oh, still nah. need to have a funeral for Kanye. We so do. maybe that'll. Be she already had it. I did on the show. I want like a musical <laughs> funeral, like you know, we go down a couple hits and then oh, when I get college tired, dropout, worse, graduation, end with Jesus walk. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Or uh, what's the, the video that he had Rihanna in the black and white drive? Oh, dun, 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 yeah, I love that song. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Oh, rest in peace, Kanye. Well, thanks, Asante, for Thank joining for us this week. Me. I'm really so excited it. for this episode. We've been waiting for you. You can find Jace everywhere at Jace Baron, J A Y C E B A R O N, and you can find me everywhere at Char says so. That's all S's. Uh, remember to rate, subscribe, use hashtag K A T Radio when interacting on Twitter. And, yeah, we'll see you guys on Saturday because we are going to the Friend Zone. And then mm-hmm. we'll see you all on Sunday at our show. Thanks for listening. Thank and you. And I won't say, wait, what did Oprah say on her last episode? It's I won't say farewell. Oh, damn. I know, but this is what she, she said. Trying to I kill us. I won't say farewell. I'll just say until we meet again. I love us for real. Bye, y'all. Bye.